Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real phony gon' recognize, still, still recognize with. Like we always do with this time, I go for mine, I get to shine, now throw your hands up in the sky. Everybody to the KIRP Radio Show. I'm your host, Puggy, and you guys know what time it is, man. I'm back. I'm hosting my own show this week. But uh, you know, I brought a few guests along with along the way with me that's gonna come rock the house and we got a couple things to talk about, you know, a couple things that might piss you off a little bit, you might not like it. We just don't care if you don't like it. We're gonna speak the truth for which it stands. So I want everybody to grab hold. You know what? Matter of fact, don't sit down. I want y'all to stand up the whole show, get fired up, get ready, get your phones out, get ready to call in and leave your comments and let us know how you really feel about what's going on out there. Um, listen. 
shout out to everybody out there who's been listening to the KIRP radio show, continuing to make us the number one black conservative show, Southeast United States. And that's right. Let me let me make sure let me make sure I distinctify and make up me a word like Jesse Jackson. Let me distinctify me something. Listen. The number one black, B-L-A-C-K, not African-American, not Negro, not Afro-American, the number one black conservative show, and I say black conservative because that's what I am, and daggone it, I don't care who don't like it, I'm going to be a black conservative to the day I die, and conservatism does not define me. I define conservatism according to the way I live and the things that I believe, so help me Jesus Christ. Yeah, I said that word too. Jesus Christ. I don't care if you don't like it. Got some liberals shaking in their boots right now. But shout out to all the liberals out there who's listening to the show because I know a lot of you out there listening saying that daggone punchy. I can't, you know, they're they going to call me something else, but I can't stand him. He, he thinks he know it all. He thinks he know this. The only thing that I know is what I know is, is what I know is what I know is what I know. Who I sound like? Barack, right? What I know, just saying the same thing over and over. What I know is what I know is what I know. The only thing that I know for certain is that conservatism is true, all right? And tell y'all like it is. So anyway, shout out to all the listeners out there, man. We almost have 4 million listeners out there, somewhere floating around 3.8, 3.9 listeners out there. So shout out to everybody out there. Continue to listen on, continue to call in. I love the email. We love the comments. Shout out to my man, Edwin Lewis, over there at Greensboro, North Carolina, making big things happen in the film industry. Also got to give a shout out to my man, Ella Thomas, who's been holding down the show. He's been the host of the show the last couple weeks, folks. And even though you might have heard me on the show, comment because I, I just can't stay away. You know, I, even when someone else hosts the show, I can't stay away. Man, I got to come in because I'm very, very opinionated. So I like to, you know, put my opinion out there. And, and besides, it's my show. I pay for it. So, you know, and shout out to the sponsors out there. Y- y'all help a little bit, too. So anyway, man, we're going to get this show cracking. We're going to get it started. Also got to give much love to the people out there at Howard University, man. I thank you guys for hitting us up on the Twitter. Thanks for the emails. Shout out to everybody out there in uh, Travel Beyond. You guys do a B.I.G. If you guys need a vacation, if you need a vacation, y'all got to forgive me. I forgot the name of your website. We'll get it sometime soon. Tweet me, send me an email, or let me know what it is. But a Travel Beyond, those are the people you want to book your vacation through. My name is Rashad Woods, Contessa Woods. Look up Rashad Woods on Facebook. You'll find him on there. They got the best vacations popping, you guys. They got pictures out there. If you think it's a scam, it's not a scam. You'll find the pictures of Ultras Rios. You'll find many Jamaica trips, many Bermuda trips. I mean, they do a B.I.G., man, and they and they set up a payment plan. They know they know we ain't out of we ain't quite out of the recession yet, man. Don't, don't be stupid. So they set it up for you guys so you can make a payment here and there. And you know you got to make an according to schedule now. It, it, you know this not rent a center. It, it, do we still got rent a centers around? Anyway, it's not rent a center, so, you know, you got to make your payment on time. You got to make your payment so, you know, you guys can take a vacation. But anyway, man, we're going to get this show started. I'm not going to a commercial right now. I'm going to take my time and introduce number one guest of the night. But uh, I'm going to let him introduce himself. My man, Marvin, what's good, baby? What's good? How are you doing, Pudgy? Thank you for having me on the show, good brother. Man, I'm blessed, man. I'm glad to have you on the show. I tell you that you got you got quite the opinion out there. I appreciate. It. I'm down here in the Charlotte metro area. I'm holding it down. I'm feeling great and greatly blessed. Marvin, do me a big favor, man, and let the folks out there know 
what you do on a regular basis and where they can find some of your work, man, because you got some fascinating stuff out there, but I won't spoil it. I'll let you tell them about the DL. Uh, you, you tell them. You tell them. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Um, actually, I'm a television presenter. I'm about to launch a web-based show called Savoring and Serving, encouraging, mm-hmm. encouraging uh, my viewers to savor the life that we do have to the utmost and also to experience a life-enhancing joy of serving others. And I'm also a, a political writer, and I also do social commentary and music journalism. So you're right. I, I do have uh, quite a diversity of uh, uh, <laughs> programs and activities um, going on in my in my whole personal repertoire. But pretty much everything can be found on my website, which is www.marvindrogers.com. That's www.marvind, as in Douglas, R-O-G-E-R-S.com. Yeah, don't do what I did. I messed it up, man. I had your middle initial was A, and but I did get the website correct on Facebook. So I hope you guys are hitting them up on Facebook, letting them know what it is. Check out the website; it's a whole lot of stuff on there, and you can also probably find an interview that he did with DL Hughley. I, I know I saw some pictures of that. Is that right, Marvin? That's right. Yeah, yeah. We we started shooting for the show, mm-hmm. and I actually met DL through Twitter. Um, DL is very um, politically opinionated. Mm-hmm. Um, Many people know him for his comedy. He's an original king of comedy with um, Steve Harvey, Bernie Mac, Cedric yeah. the Entertainer. But he also had a political show once upon a time on CNN. Um, he's very left of center. He's very progressive. But he's also very intelligent and very sincere in his beliefs. And so on Twitter, a lot of times, he would make political comments. And, of course, his political comments had a strong tinge of progressivism and liberalism and and just good natured debate I would challenge him on Twitter and he would actually <laughs> write me back because he would be intrigued by my rebuffs of his tweets. And as a result we ended up becoming Twitter buddies. And he actually came through Charlotte, North Carolina to do a comedy show and as soon as I walked in the green room and I said, I am Marvin D. Rogers, your Twitter buddy, he jumped up, hugged me Introduced me to his entourage and said, this guy and I, we debate on Twitter, we laugh on Twitter, we even pray together on Twitter. Because I had also given him some prayers that I prayed for him and for his um, lovely family. Mm -hmm. And he ended up giving me a 20-minute interview that's going to air on my web show, my webcast, Savoring and Serving, in about two to three weeks. And so you've got to tune in to MarvinDRogers.com. So you'll know um, when that interview was going to air. It was dynamic, to say the least. I love that, man. We got Marvin out here. That's a that's a true Christian when you can hustle prayers for. Now nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's all love when you can hustle. You can get together and do what you do, man. We are capitalists on this show. I don't mean we crony capitalists where we feel like you know we should break people down in order for us to make it big. That ain't what we do. We uplift other folks and we hope to uplift ourselves. And ain't nothing but nothing wrong with making a little bit of cash from that. Going on to my next official business guest of the evening is none other than Sonny Johnson. Here's Johnson. What's up, Sonny? <laughs> What's up, T? What's up, Marvin? What's going on? Cooling. How are you? Oh, man, recuperating, getting ready to be on the move again. You know how it is. Well, uh, if you will, you know, you know how I do, man. Listen, we get a lot of new listeners every week, man, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. You know, I'm... I'm I'm definitely thankful for that. So let the people know who you are, man, because you got quite a resume out here. Oh, me? Our little conservative diva. (laughs) 
Um, new Politic. Uh, I was honored and really want to give a shout out to um, Franklin Center and Heritage. They had me out for the Future of Journalism um, Summit this weekend where they hosted the Andrew Breitbart Awards, and I had the um, pleasure of being able to speak there, and everybody treated me so, so good, and I had such a really, really good time. So big shout-out to Franklin Center and Heritage for um, inviting me out. You can find me, of course, on the new Politichicks at Politichicks.tv. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Sunny Johnson, com, YouTube, wherever you want to find me, just Google it. You'll You'll see it. It's there. Oh, it's like, oh, so it's like that now. Right? So you know, you can walk around and hold on to the same thing with me. So it's like that. So you go on Hollywood on us like that, son? For real? No, it ain't Hollywood. You know me. I'm I'm waiting to get to Julia. I, I like the red meat. All all the, the the pleasantries are nice and everything. But you know me. I'm ready to break it down. Yeah, I, I know. I'm just joking with you. <laughs> Shout out again, giving out a shout out to um, man, I'm excited. I can't even get my words out proper, but I definitely want to give another shout out to some of my Twitter feet folks out there. I'm, I almost called them feet. Shout out to the conservative diva, always showing us some love out there, Sunny. She said you are her personal favorite, so we definitely want to give you a B I G shout out to my homegirl out there, the conservative diva. Look her up on Twitter at symbol conservative diva, man. If you can't get spelled conservative, you're probably on the wrong show. So, uh, I don't no, mean, no. Um, let me let me say that real fast. Big shout out to all my sisters that are on Twitter that hold it down. When one of us get attacked, my sisters come out with their claws ready, and and we defend each other and we support each other, and that's what this movement takes. So big shout out to all my divas on Twitter. And uh, speaking of divas, I got I got to pause for one moment and give a big shout out to my wife. And another B.I.G. shout-out to Contessa Woods. Um, they came out this weekend with us, and uh, we had our first – you guys, we had – you know I got an organization, myself and Rashad, called I Love Being a Black Father. And, uh, you know, I got a lot of flack back from other conservatives, but, you know, I was knocking them, knocking them off like Rocky. I'm like, get some, get some. And everybody always talking about, you know, what kind of need it, it, that there is out there. And, listen, man, I just got to be up front. There is a need – for a distinctive organization to talk about and to help for the righteous of, of black fathers out there to help with the need because there's so many black fathers out there that frankly aren't doing what they shouldn't be what they should be doing and and I know there may be a lot of white fathers out there but I'm not a white man so some of the stuff that I speak about if it's beneficial to other ethnic groups so be it fine but I'm talking directly to my brothers because I understand what's going on I understand that they need personal and first base in this family in the black family so this is what we do I love being a black father shout out to Nikki shout out to Contessa for coming out, helping us with that event. We had our first annual event, or not annual, I'm sorry, we had our first event overall at uh, Triad Lanes. Shout out to Triad Lanes, too, while we're on the topic in Greensboro, North Carolina. And uh, we got pictures posted on there. So for all you Facebook people out there, all you Twitter folks out there, look for us, find us uh, at I Love Man with Black Father. There's pictures on there. We had a beautiful time. Nothing went wrong. Everything was beautiful. We had so many fathers out there with their beautiful kids out there, so many black fathers out there with their beautiful kids out there, and we had a good time bowling. We took three, four, 
uh, maybe four and a half hours, and we just went to the bowling alley, and we had a wonderful time, folks, let me tell you. So this is something that we're going to continue to do. I hope you guys will follow along. I hope you'll spread the word out to other folks and let them know what we're doing. We are in the community. And you guys know if you ever listen to this show, I told you from day one, one of the reasons I started this show is so we could reach the community because the politicians aren't doing it. The people you're voting for aren't doing it. They're only coming through kissing babies and shaking hands doing what? This season. This season. So we're not here for a season. We're here for a lifetime. That's what we're doing. And, we, you know, just letting you guys know, B.I.G., shout out to everybody who participated and all the people who came out. Um, we're still waiting for Kevin Daines. I know we got some people on here. I just saw a comment. Where's Kevin at? He's coming, man. Relax. We're going to get Kevin here on the show here in a little bit. That man probably sleeps, so he got to get some, uh, some downtime before we bring him on the show. But, um, Sonny, Marvin, Julia, man, who's Julia? Who's, who's, who's Julia, man? I, I'm hearing, you know, we've been posting this stuff about Julia all along, and there's a lot of people that don't know who Julia is and what she represents or where we even got that from. I know I had a Twitter follower say, you know, why they keep talking about this Julia? What did she do wrong? So I'm like, you know, you're a fool from the beginning if you don't even know what we're talking about, but uh, and, and you're going to criticize. But Marvin, let the people know who Julia is. And Sonny, uh, please tell us how you came up with the show that you designed, uh, that you produced, I'm sorry, for Politichicks when you brought us on to talk about the topic. Yeah, I'll be a gentleman. I'll let Sonny go first. So we'll no doubt. For, for sure. Well, that's big shout-out to um, Beverly Z- um, Zaslow, who is the producer of Politichicks, and, and the whole team down there, and marie Gina, Brittany, awesome staff, awesome crew. And the really, the really sweet thing about Bev is that even though she's the producer, she wants our input on the, you know, on the story so that we can make our imprint on, on this, um, on this movie that we got going. So that's like the super fabulous thing of working with these wonderful women. And I appreciate them so very much. But when president came out with, they just came out with this new, I guess it's a part of their, of their campaign. And the idea is to show this fictionary character of this woman named Julia, who, who gets this from cradle to to grave government assistance the whole way helping her with everything from the day she's born until the day she dies and it was just something that I knew had to be talked about because when you hear the pundits talk about it mm-hmm. they talk about it like in the imaginary form of the imaginary character but what really needs to talk to be talked about is that Julia exists and not this fake cartoon made up Julia. I'm talking about the actual person that lives under this 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 um cradle to grave mentality and a lot of that is in the black community and I think a lot of that is what perpetuates the downfall of our community because it takes God out. It breaks um a family down. Mm-hmm. It takes away a person's self will, self responsibility and it takes away their want uh, their want and drive to have better for themselves and to only accept what the government hands them. And I think that if we break this myth, if we can destroy and show the um the idea of, of life for Julia, if we can show the truth of it, I think we'll go a long way to showing the black community it's time to wake up and save ourselves. Woo, get him, girl. See, this is why we love Sunny, man, because she get on the road and she's gone. Like, you remember those toys that you stick, you stick, Marvin, I know you know, because you're, you're a dude like me, man. I know you had them little toys that you stuck the little thing in and you pulled it out and the motorcycle shot off or the car yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. That's Sunny, man. You get you give Sunny a topic, 
Sonny, I just got to talk about it like it is. Sonny, I hope I ain't getting you in trouble, but it is what it is. And he had, he had a question on Sonny, man, and he's kind of kind of, kind of soft-spoken and quiet as cap. I'm like, dude, you ain't ready, man. <laughs> you, you ain't ready, man. I'm like, yo, go ahead and knock yourself out. I mean, you can holler. I'm like, I think she's taking. I don't know for sure, but I'm just saying, you know, but you ain't ready, man. You you know, you, you got to gotta get on your game. Anyway, man, let me get away from that. Marvin, what do you think, man, uh, this, this whole Julia concept, man, about – this this video, Julia, and, and shout out to the producers. They got this on uh, go on KIRP uh, Facebook page, and you'll see it on their Facebook.com slash KIRP Radio Show. For you guys who don't know what we're talking about, the Julia video is on there right now for you guys to check it out. But Marvin, what do you think about all this? Yeah, I actually wasn't aware of this fictitious character named Julia until <laughs> Sonny mentioned it to me, yeah. and I knew. Sonny was a very, very well-respected political commentator, but I thought she was been a political comedian when she was telling me about it, because I was like, <laughs> this cannot be for real. Wow. I know she had to be teasing me, and I thought maybe it was some, you, you, you know, um, third-party blog or some wannabe surrogate that had put this together for Mr. President Barack Obama. But as I was talking with Sonny, I Googled it, and I found that story of Julia at the place where <laughs> I was stunned to find it. It's on www.barackobama.com. <laughs> it's actually on the front page of his website. And in the cartoon, you see this woman, Julia, basically from cradle to grave, supposedly benefiting from these entitlement programs um, that were created by the president. And he starts with when she's young, she goes into his start. And then in college, his um, some of his tuition programs, and then out of college, his health care benefits from Obamacare. And I was stunned as I read um, each of the stages of Julia's life because, you know, his second book was called The Audacity of Hope. Uh-huh. But what I saw in the story of Julia was the audacity of assumptions <laughs> that he's assuming wow. that before Julia – is a child of God with God-given gifts that can bring provision to her own life, that could create a, a, a life of entrepreneurship in the street enterprise system. But, but before we even look at Julia's intellect and her abilities and her work ethic, he's assuming that she is going to need these programs mm-hmm. in order to be not only to survive in her life but to thrive in her life. And to me, that's an insult to her. As a child of God, as an insult to her as a woman, as an insult to her as an American. That's like someone, let's say a school administrator, going to a parent and explaining to them the remedial program at school <laughs> before the child even cracks a book mm-hmm. in kindergarten. Wow. Assuming that the child is going to be a failure, assuming that the child was going to have these deficiencies and these handicaps, even before the child takes the first test. Let me tell you about our remedial program. That would be an insult to that parent and to that child. And I think that this whole Julia cartoon is an insult to Americans in general. You know what? I'm, I'm, man, knowing the Obama administration, and, you know, man, much respect to the office of the president, much respect to that man. But um, I don't even think Julia is American, man. Let me just back up for a second. Because if you look at this Julia video, there's, there's no parent in here for her. 
It just says Julie is in is enrolled in the All Star program to get ready for who the hell enrolled Julia? Like what's your mom and dad? <laughs> this is it. This is the thing, right? Because I have a seven year old, so I'm I'm forced to be watching these cartoons sometimes. And this <laughs> is the thing: if you watch these cartoons, most of them do not have parents. The kids are running the house. You never see the parents around the house. I mean, the kids are making every decision about everything they're do they're doing. There's no supervision. There's no anything. This is a they have put this in place to where slowly but surely, step by step, and this is this is the meaning of progressive. If you hear them call them the call themselves progressive, this is what they mean. They won't force the whole change on you all at once. It's mm-hmm. not a, a a full out attack where tomorrow there's going to be this massive difference in how you see the world. It's slowly but surely, one step at a time, progressing until they get you right where they want you. And one of the things that Kevin pointed out is when we did the interview was, uh, or maybe it was you, Pete, I think it was you, um, that said that they're going to tell you exactly where you need to be at exactly what time in your life, and you're supposed to be happy about it. And, yeah. and that's the sick part. And I asked this question before. We laugh at we laugh at President Obama when he said he was a community organizer. So when he when he uses that as a um as a part of his resume, we laugh like ha 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 ha. But mm-hmm. if we look at what's happening in Chicago, and I tweeted it early because I, when I, I glanced over the report and I thought it said forty dead, but it was forty shot, forty shootings in Chicago this weekend. Yeah, where like five five people died and there were forty shootings. So. You know, I guess 35 wounded and five dead. Mm-hmm. What does a community organizer organize? This is the question we have to ask ourselves. Majority of those shootings, I guarantee you, are young black men, dead, gone. And this is where Obama is from. And these are these are the Julias. You know, in fact, that they're that they're the male Julius, whatever. These are the Julius. These are the people that grow up under a government system. You can't get more progressive than Chicago, than Illinois, than the Daily Machine, the Rahm Emanuel. Then, I mean, it's just the center of it. It's the center of it. And look what's happening there. And if we do not stop it, if we do not wake up the black community, it will be in every single black community to the same extent that they are now experiencing it in Chicago. Is it? Yes, sir. Just real quickly, uh, I I, I really, um, I'm really feeling what what you're saying, what Sonny's saying. Now, you know, conservatives, you know, we love to quote people, right? Especially Mm -hmm. Abraham Lincoln will quote Ronald Reagan, Margaret Thatcher. I'm going to cause a little controversy on your show today. Uh Uh-oh. I'm going to quote George W. Bush. (laughs) 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 You know know, know what W. would call Julia in this whole caricature? He would call it soft bigotry of low expectations. Wow. And that's exactly what it is. It's a soft bigotry of low expectations. But that's that's something that we have accepted. And that's the – I'm sorry, Pete, but I told you I was ready to go in. (laughs) That's the the, the problem. We we have we have accepted that because our skin color because we're black because we we were grow we grew up in poor um, economic um, a station in life because maybe we didn't have a two parent home we have a low expectation of what we can expect of of ourselves 
And that's what really pisses me off when I go and I talk to black groups and you have all of these people who want to sit there and, and say I'm this, that, or the other before even listening to what I had to say so that you go with the assumption joint. But the single point is, if you break me down on every level, if you hold me accountable for everything that I've done in my past and you try to exclude everything that I'm doing now for good to try to make up for for the past or whatever, if you do all of that and you try to bring me down in the mud and you try to hurt my feelings and you try to criticize me, you Mm -hmm. do all of that, what the hell does that change in your community? Nothing. After all your effort and energy of bringing me down and making me, what does that change in your community? Nothing. Because the same leadership that has you in place of thinking that your life is a roadmap, like the president put on his website that says you are incapable of doing anything positive or, or constructive with your life or productive, which is the, uh, is the real word, with your life, if the government isn't a part of it, if we aren't taking care of you, if we aren't holding your hands because you are, in fact, inferior, you can't do it without us, so you better vote for us because the other guys will make sure, you know, they will go come in and they're going to play the boogeyman. And it's about damn time we make the decision whether we are the kings and queens, we walk around with our head held high trying to act like we are, or are we these dependent, non-productive, government-reliant um, government people that that the um, Democratic Party would turn us into. It is a time that we make a decision and we make a choice. Either we save ourselves or we will go down with the ship. Mm. All right, Russell P. Um, Sonny yes, mentioned the, the male version of Julia. I, I met him just the other day. His name is Junebug. We want to welcome my man Kevin Davis, president of the Frederick Foundation, to our third guest tonight. Kevin, how are you, brother? What's happening, y'all? Y'all, y'all, y'all live, why? I just woke up, and y'all got me up already sitting on the edge of the bed. Good. We about to tell you about Junebug. We're going to really get you loose now. Marvin, Junebug, man, who is he, man? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, um, Sonny was, Sonny was mentioning the male version of Julia. I, actually, as far as men are concerned in this whole cartoon, it's also very alarming to me that whatever Julia – as a child, that there's no father in the picture. Period. Period. And that that takes me back to the whole great society model of um of Lyndon Johnson, the whole urban renewal model, where basically this nanny state is imposed upon the urban community in such a way that it excludes the active role of a father in the the nucleus of the of the, of the urban family. And I think that's something that contributes to the state that we are in today. And while the Obama administration basically became the occupants of the White House running against what they said was the failed policies of eight years of George W. Bush, what about the failed liberal policies that have been reigning in these urban communities for almost 50 years? Mm. The, the, top, the top ten cities that are the, the worst performing cities, aren't they run by liberals? They yes. Are. Cop, yeah. Oh, I can't name them. Detroit, Chicago, all of them. Detroit, them Chicago, cities. Los Angeles, uh, San Francisco, New York City. Uh, you can go on and on. All of them are run by big government progressives who say that not only can they raise you from cradle to grave, but they can tell you every single thing to do with your life. That's why, and this is the test, When I and this is what makes me so sick sometimes, is that you, you ask somebody, do you see what Bloomberg is doing in New York? 
Yeah. Like now he wants to do the soda ban. And, and they say, well, it doesn't matter because that's in New York. Well, the point is they do it. Progressive. Learn the definition of what a progressive is. Once they can get it in in one place, then they will try to distribute it everywhere else. That is the point of it. They don't have they don't they know that if they try to force it on you, if they give it to you all at once, then you're gonna stand up and you're gonna resist it. But if they baby step it in, if they do it one little inch and increment at a time, then you will slowly get used to it and accept it. And that's why you have so many people now that are like, Well, that's just the way it is. There's nothing you can do about it. Stop them in their damn tracks. Don't let them progress. Don't let them keep taking step after step. Tell them, no, stop, enough is enough. And if we don't believe that we have the power to stand up and do it, then every single thing that befalls us will be our own fault. You know what? Corey Booker already said that he's he's not going to do exactly what Bloomberg does, but he already, him and his team has already got their own version that they're ready to implement. So it's, it's, it's happening. We see it going. From from city to city, the cities that these progressives are running, that's what we see happening. You know, and, and we got to wake up, man. Black America got to wake up. It, you know, we got to get some. That's right. Huh? That's right. No, go ahead. That's right. That's right. It's um, it's you know what, you know what's crazy to me. Okay, and and you know, I'm, I'm gonna say something that's also probably unpopular on this show. By I have a whole lot of conservatives that listen, but you know, to me, it's it's all a. Uh, Let's do what the other person did because I mean, you know, you look at the healthcare and you look at what Mitt Romney did, you know, as as uh, which is a version of Obamacare. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Obamacare being a version of what Mitt Romney did, it, it's all the same, man. And I don't I don't see anybody making a major difference or a major impact when it comes to candidate or or presidential uh, candidate or presidential like person or a governor or senator or what may have you. Nobody has new plans to take care of America the way that we know she should be taken care of. But, you know, on a whole other topic, Sonny, I was listening to what you were just saying, and uh, I don't know if I'm getting feedback or not, but I I was listening to what you were just saying, and I'm wondering, I I can't help but to ask you guys, why is this so unpopular the way we think? You know, the things that we talk about, why is it so unpopular when it just makes perfect sense? I mean, if you look at things in your own household and, and you talk to different people, when we grow up and we get old enough to leave home, we don't want to have to live under mom's rules again. We may do things like mom said. We may do things like our parents said, like dad said. But this time we're going to do it our way. So it, it, it's amazing to me that people would rather do exactly what a government agency tells you to do to live in your own home, especially when it comes to, like, living in the projects or living in Section 8 housing or this, that, and the third. I mean, who wants to live in a house where somebody's got to come check your closet to make sure no one else is living there? Who wants to live in a house where you have to ask permission to basically have a barbecue or have a family reunion at your home? He, these are some of the things that I see in this Julia video. I don't know if other people see these things, but this is exactly what I'm viewing. This is exactly what I'm witnessing. And if you look at this, Ju- this Julia video from start to finish, they're telling you exactly what they want you to do. They're telling you exactly where they want to see you. They're telling you exactly what they want. And this going to, I promise you, we will all die quickly before so they can get what they want. We will definitely all die. No one is worth more than their agenda. Nobody. Kevin, Kevin Davis, I got you on the line, bro. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm here. 
Uh, let the people know who you are, man. If you got a minute, I know just came on late, but I want you to let the folks know who you are, man, your organization, what you represent, and where they can find you. Please, sir. All right, Kevin Daniels, President of Frederick Douglass Foundation of North Carolina. That, that, oh, that's it, or you want me to go? <laughs> I mean, you you know, you got to do a little bit better than that. See, this, see, this is what happens right. when people around us nice at what they do and, and who are very outspoken and very good at what they do. They're so damn modest. Come on, man. I, ain't, I ain't, Tell people where you are at, at least a web address. <laughs> web address, fdfnc.org. <laughs> Twitter, Kevin Daniels 5. Uh, at Twitter, I guess. I don't know how that thing worked, but Kevin Daniels Five, that's my that's my Twitter thing. Yeah, but, you know this this whole this whole cradle of the grave whole concept of uh a Julian government government control, big government control takeover of, of every aspect of your life, man. It's 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 something that I it's something that I grew up in, man. When we talk about uh welfare and, and government dependency or codependency or government to tell you where you could go and what you can have, we see the results of it, man. It's been tested and proven, and man, it's been tested and proven to fail every single time. You know what I'm saying? And that's and 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 that's why I like this conversation, man. And that's why I told you, Pete, that I know I got to work tonight. I'll go to sleep once I get back off. Take another, take a power nap. But I, I had to jump on, jump in, in this conversation, man, because this is something that is taking down, you know, our people, and it's something that is going from from the black community and then it's edging over into every other community in America. If we don't get involved with these elections, if we don't pay attention to what is really going on and, and stop letting these people uh, give us cop-outs. I heard, I heard, uh, what's, 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 what's the preacher name? Uh, um, Which one? T.D. Jakes. Yeah. T.D. Jakes is even out there <laughs> making excuses, you know, talking about the things that we're going through. It doesn't have anything to do with government. It has to do with what's called, he said, the black community has post-traumatic stress disorder where what? we're still, you know, where we're dealing with the repercussions from 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 uh, from slavery. Well, last time I checked, there was Black Wall Street. Last time I checked, during during segregation, the black community uh, statistically was doing better than the white community. But once we switched and started uh, adopting these liberal progressive policies, that's when our community started going downhill back in the 60s. We look at the time of the 60s. As, as as a glorious time for the for the black community, but that was the beginning of our downfall. That's when the destruction and the doom started happening. When Pat, when, when when Patrick Moynihan released the Moynihan papers, mm. he said if we implement these policies, this is exactly what's going to happen to the people, to the community. Y'all removing the men from the household. That's why I'm saying, like I said on the show, there's a war on men that's going on out there. That ain't nobody talking about. People want to talk about the women, and then the Republicans want to control women's bodies. But what about the men? Every time the government steps into something, they ease the men further and further out of the household. When you look at what's going on in Chicago, the men are running around, killing each other, shooting each other. These is men doing that. What? A, what? A, that's a that's a war on men. When you when you tear down every aspect of a man, like Willie Lynch said, when yeah. you put him out in front of the people and you and you and you tie him to a horse and you beat him and you embarrass him, you know you you destroy the man and you take control of the woman, and then you use them. You know what I'm saying? That's because the oh, woman is the one that feeds the child. Go on there, son. And then the, the woman will take the child to master to be fed, and that's how you start the chain of dependency. Once you exactly. break it, once you don't have a man there, and if you read the Willie Lynch thing, this is what's so insidious about it. It's, it, it's at the very beginning he says, 
that basically black black men and white men are equal. Black men and white men will do the same thing. If left to their own natural devices, they will take care of their wife and their kids. They will do it because that is what is in them to be done. That is nature, that a man is the defender and the provider. And if you give them the opportunity, they will do it. But that's why you have to break them. That's why you have to take them away. Because if you have a man in the house and the man says, you know what, we short this month, I'm going to get a second job. Kevin know about that. Mm -hmm. That's what men do. You get up and you get the second job because you take care of your house and you have pride in that and you take joy and respect in that. And when your kids look up to you and they see you dead tired, they see you unable to freaking move, but they know that you getting up in two hours to go to work because that's what they daddy do, then that's what they aspire to do. And if they take it out of the house, you don't have that role model in the house for the children to um to come up and to follow behind. And that's where you have broken little boys coming up and broken little girls coming up. And what's that quote? I love that quote. It is easier to build um to build strong, great children than it is to to um to build broken build men. children and to repair right. broken men. Exactly. You know, when you when you look at the Willie Lynch letters, man, I, and and this is this this I'm glad you said that because I, I wrote a note here and and it's hard for me to get out because I'm, I'm all over the place. But this Julia video to me is almost an equivalency of what the Willie Lynch letter says, but in a very more crafty way, in a whole more different, in, in, a, in a very new, innovative way. Because you know the Obama administration has this this blind, almost cult-like following, and, and we know the obvious, especially in the black community, because basically the man self-proclaimed to be black, uh, whether he's mulatto or whatever he is. But if you look at the Willie Lynch letter, it says something that was very important. And 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 I I encourage people to read the Willie Lynch letters first of all and, and understand where we're coming from. But it says distinctly now, distinctly, if if used intensely for one year, the slaves themselves will remain perpetually distrustful. And it also says necessary that your slaves will trust and depend. It is necessary that your slaves must trust and depend on us. They must love, respect, and trust only us. This is where we are, folks. And this is why we're having such a time, you guys, trying to enlighten other people, especially those like us. It's because people, all they, they trust the Obama administration. And, and it's bigger than, than Obama. They trust the government. They know that every first of the month the government is going to send this check. They know that if they're down on their luck, they'll be able to go to the government and get X, Y, Z. They know that they'll be able to get some housing from the government. They know this, that, and the third. They can't look at us and, and, the, and the model that we're saying, you know, get out and get an extra job and take care of yourself. One thing I was just I'm sorry, go ahead. The Willie Lynch, the, the Willie Lynch papers, you know, I, I like what you said, man, because the Willie Lynch papers were showing how you you, you, you you deal with the male to control the female. And the Julia, what I'm, the way I look at Julia now, you know, because what you said just sparks something in me, it's, it's looking at you deal with the woman to control the child because it, exactly. it controlled Julia ever since, he was a chi- ever since she was a child. Mm-hmm. So now when you deal with that cycle of, of, of government codependency, is that when the child when when the child grows up, the government is going to control that child, and that child is going to feed that to that child, you know. So they're looking at so Julia was the way that the government was controlling the children. Now when we look at it in two thousand and eight, you know, um, um, the thing that that really struck me, you know, and I hear a lot of people talking about it, was it was the kids that were telling their parents how to vote, 
you need to vote for Obama, Ma. You need yeah. to vote for Obama, Dad. They can, they're going after the children. Now, when we were dealing with the marriage amendment here in North Carolina, their strategy for the marriage amendment was to target the children. Mm-hmm. You target the children, the children will change the minds of their parents. What they're doing with Julia, what they did with Willie Lynch was dealing with the men that deal with the women. Right now they're dealing with the women so they can control the child. And that is, that is straight up crazy to me. That was the whole but that was the whole purpose. That was the whole purpose of Willie Lynch though. Was to control the child. It wasn't about the mother, it wasn't about the father, it was to get the child. Because once you get the child, then it starts to cycle. It makes it easy. And that's and like that that was the whole point. If you have a if you have a plantation with thirty slaves on it and then you have four members of the slave owner's family, what stops those thirty slaves from killing the four? <laughs> the children. And it's the it's that it's that control because you have the women who are afraid to death for the life of their kids, and you have the men who um who now are bred into believing that they don't even have a place in the family, that they're not the natural um protectors. So they're off off in the fields working, and no one is defending the mother, no one is defending the child, and they have it now where they they got women's heads. So sliced up to say, oh, you can do it by yourself. You, hey, you can do it by yourself. But why would you want to? Why wouldn't you want a man there on the day where you fall down? I don't care if you economically straddled to the moon and you have money to take care of all of your needs. I don't care what about the days when you just want to be a woman and let a man hold you or let a man listen to you um, complain about the things that happen in your day. Just let a man be a man and let you be a woman, the natural relationship that God put into place. What is so wrong with that? And the majority of black women out there, they want a husband. They want a family. They want that 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 cohesiveness that a lot of us did not grow up with. That's and right. that is what that is what is being ripped apart. That is what being is being taken um taken away from us. And you can hide behind that independent woman crap all you want. It is nothing wrong with sharing your life with someone and not being dependent on someone, but you being equally balanced in a relationship that is mutually beneficial for both of you. God Almighty, 619-638-8559, Sonny Johnson, Kevin Daniels, Marvin Rogers. Marvin, what's up, man? What was on your mind just a second ago? Because I I heard you about to say something here. Absolutely. Like you said earlier in the show, you know, that you respect the office of the presidency. So do I. And I actually greatly uh, respect the president um, personally. Um, I love the way he seems to love his wife. I love the way he dotes and treats his daughters. So it's not personal. But as a leader, I am devastatingly disappointed because one of the first maxims of leadership is that the buck stops here. You don't make excuses. And I just hear him always trying to wiggle out of being held accountable for the first three years of his presidency, and he blames everything on the eight years of George Bush, the recession, um, our foreign um, policy situation. He goes over to Europe, and he blames everything that's happened economically on on a global scale on free market capitalism, and his victim mentality and his labor union tendencies lead him to uh, blame every bit of oppression that we see in our society on quote unquote the man. And I'm just really concerned at how he always is making excuses. One day, um I was I was listening to him talk and he was talking about inheriting what he inherited. I wonder how many times 
has he used that word inherited in his presidency in a way of trying to shirk the responsibility? And I think he really needs to take a note from um, the great philosopher uh, Michael Jackson where he says, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. At at some point, from the president to the plumber, we have got to take responsibility for our own lives. And we've got to look at the man and the woman in the mirror and say, with my God-given abilities and gifts and intellect, and even though we are in a recession, we are still the greatest economic power that has ever existed in the history of human civilization. With all of these blessings and benefits that we're surrounded with, we have to stop blaming someone else and take responsibility, take the reins of our own destiny, and just make it happen. And I think that the president, even going down to what um, Kevin was saying that Bishop Jakes is saying, is basically creating a generation of excuse makers, and that is scary moving forward. You know you know what's crazy about, about what I see a lot of the leaders in the black community, and even you know, to include President Obama, is, is doing Marvin, when you talk about the family, and and the way they became successful, they're they're promoting things that's opposite to what got them to where they are. Yeah, absolutely. Obama, you know, I mean, he's he is he was he had he was a millionaire before he went into the White House. Um, I don't see when you look at a um, a lot of these leaders, I see them hurting for nothing. You know, I see I see Al Sharpton owing a million dollars in taxes. If you owe a million dollars in taxes, you must have made some money in your day. At least in the past 10. couple of years, you know <laughs> what I'm saying. So 10. capitalism got them to where they are, not socialism. So mm-hmm. they are leading, you know. So they are using us. They talk about they talk about the wealthy work uh, building their their wealth on the backs of the poor people. Well, what are they doing? They doing the same exact thing. They building their wealth. They doing what they are. They doing what they are condemning. They are building their money by keeping the community in 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 a state of 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 poverty, of of you know low expectations, low everything. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was dealing with the school system in, in the county that I was living in before, these these people, man, these leaders in these communities, they was going to the education system and they was lowering expectations so that their children can 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 excel. It was one of the most mind-boggling things I saw. I did a presentation to to the to the um, NAACP. Mm-hmm. Urban League and Martin Luther King Coalition had mm-hmm. all of their leadership there, and I said, "Listen, these are these are the numbers from the schools over the past few years of what's going on in terms of reading and math." I only pulled those two statistics. Well, what came out for one, they started arguing in there because you know they that's what they that's what they do. You know, everybody wants to be in control. But yeah. one thing that they talked about was lowering. The, the, they said that our kids have to try too hard because the the the, the system has been rigged against them. Well, so they they wanted to lower the expectations in the school system, in the school system. So right now, you know, in this particular county, the mm-hmm. the, the 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 test scores are. You know, it, it takes a little a little a little longer to get for them to achieve. So when we moved to Durham, my son, within within four to four to six months, he was in the gifted programs mm-hmm. because this school said, uh uh-uh, uh, no, we're going to. They said every child have something in them and we just have to pull it out of them. And that's what that's what we're looking for. These people, they got their kids in private schools, they got their kids in charter schools, but they want me to keep my child in a fail in a failing uh, public school. That's not gonna happen. I'm gonna move my child to where my child needs to be moved to. The second point 
that you talked about, Marvin, you talked about the blame game. Well, listen, this is what us as conservatives, we need to pull out what um, – um, um, didn't didn't all of this stuff that that George Bush the wars and all that stuff didn't that happen from a man called uh, Ben Laden? Didn't George mm-hmm. Bush inherit Ben Laden from uh, Bill Clinton? Didn't didn't Ben Laden blow up three things in 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 ninety two in ninety eight two thousand and in ninety three and Bill Clinton didn't go get him? Bill Clinton formed a, a unit in the White House that was that was I mean not in White House sorry in in uh in in the uh, 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 Department of Defense that was. That was supposed to that their main goal was to get Ben Laden. Anti-terrorism. When they said when they said this is exactly where he is, we got the compound that he's in. Bill Clinton said no. Bush inherited that. When we talk about the economic policies, um, aside of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, when we talk about the Glass-Steagall Act that was put in place in the 1930s, which separated, which said Wall Street banks cannot deal with uh, uh, the, the 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 commercial banks. That was repealed. That that law was removed in 1998. By Larry Summers. Larry Summers ended up being Obama's uh, um, um, economic um, secretary or something like that. Yeah, economic advisor. So the man that removed the Glass-Steagall Act and and was part of the problem, which caused this economic destruction, which allowed which allowed Wall Street to to do whatever Wall Street wanted to do. They bring this man in to fix the problem. Timothy Geithner was the president of the Fed at the time. He was involved with it. Now you bring this person to be the secretary of the Treasury Department. Come on, man. So and Bernanke, yeah, too. Yeah, same thing. You know what I'm saying? So we need to start pulling out these people, these characters, you know, that that that, that are not made up like Julia. There's some real characters that we need to be pulling up from, from, from the Clinton administration because Bush inherited a whole lot of garbage, too. And we need wow. to start pulling that stuff out and, 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 and pointing, these, pointing these people out that's in the Obama administration, pointing these people out. You know, I understand that a lot of people want to pull out the radicals and so on and so forth, but there's a lot of people that's flying underneath the radar that are just skating by that we need to call out. Six one nine. Go ahead, go ahead. No, sorry. Six one nine six three eight eight five five nine. Marvin, hold that thought. I got a caller who want to get some shine on here. Caller out of the two o six. We got to go through the two o six first. Um, I don't know if you hit one by accident, but we're gonna get to you. The only two o six caller on the air. You're on the air with Pudgy, Sonny, and Marvin. What's up? Hey, this is Beverly Zaslow calling, and I'm just calling in to lend you all my support and, and tell you guys that, that Anne-Marie and I are here, and we love you, and what you're saying has to be heard. Zaslow, shout out to Zaslow. Zaslow what's up, man? How you doing? It's Zaslow here. I'm walking into Anne-Marie Zaslow. now. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Anne-Marie, what's up? Wait, she's a little bit behind. Let me get her onto the speakerphone here. Hang on. I'm trying. My I'm trying cheeks. my best. <laughs> These are for all Here the people. Here we go. Here's Henry. Hey, hi. What's up, Sister Chick? It's like a real. I love you guys. You guys are doing so good. Oh my gosh, this stuff needs to be said. We're yeah. here posting like crazy and yeah. tweeting it and putting it up all over Facebook. We're putting everything <laughs> you guys are saying. I'm dictating. I just wrote out a whole transcript. Oh my God. Uh oh. I'm sorry. I hope you don't guys don't get attacked behind that like I do. <laughs> no, we don't care. Well, I'm attacked all the time. All the time. Oh, yeah, you guys do this for a living. Shout out to the Politichicks, too, folks. If you guys don't know who's on the air right now, these are the Politichicks. These are Sunny Partners in Crime right here. Don't blame it on me. And the episode hey, you, you can, guys I take, I take full credibility for that. <laughs> and I like having you back. Hey, ladies, let me, let me ask you something. 
since, since I got you guys on the air, let, let me ask you guys something. What what do you see from this Julia video? Because we didn't get your perspective. You guys invited us out, Sonny Producer Show. We had a wonderful time talking about our perspective. But I just want to ask you guys, you know, how do you feel about uh, this Julia video? What do you see? Oh, I love the thought of, of living cradle to grave on, on government takeouts. I love being um, dependent. I love. I don't. I don't like being self-sufficient. I think it's a really horrible thing to have to do. I love, love just having people hand me things. It's overrated. <laughs> it's so independent. Being independent is overrated. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who wants that? I'll tell you something. For very different reasons, I had to pull up my bootstraps and and do everything on my own too. And you know what? It makes you stronger. It makes you better. I, I, we're getting an echo here. We're getting feedback. I don't know why, but we got you. Keep keep going. <laughs> well, all I can tell you is that it makes you feel good if you do it on your own. And I don't understand why anybody would want someone else to do everything for them and have them be their mommy and daddy all the time. It makes no sense because then you have no control. And, and to be honest, I was a single mom for many years. I struggled. I worked two, three jobs. I did whatever I had to do to take mm-hmm. care of my, my child. By myself, it never occurred to me that I could get food stamps. We were hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I was I ate lots of peanut butter and jelly and mac and cheese going to school. Man, I wish I'd have known you. I'd have put you on game. <laughs> I'd have put you on game. Like, go get them food stamps. Um, and let me um get a sandwich too. We barbecue, cookout, all that. I know. good cheese. I love cheese. What up? I don't know. Grew up on that cheese. I don't know if they still do the cheese no more, but you know, hey, I hey you can be serious. That cheese don't even melt. Don't even play. That cheese didn't even melt, and you know it. You try to make a grilled cheese sandwich with oh, that yeah, joke, and it's going to still like be the a, same. Like a, like a brick. Word. Yeah, the cheese, man. The cheese, the, the cheese ain't melt. The peanut butter ain't spread. <laughs> Tell your bread apart. Peanut butter tore the bread up. <laughs> I cookies with them joints. I was a peanut butter connoisseur. Hey, hey, that ain't even no joke. My auntie used to collect them jars to make Christmas cookies, peanut butter cookies at Christmas time. She used to collect them jars. She said that those, those, that was the best peanut butter to make cookies out of. Because yeah, it was already hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was and already hot. Using jars, that's what recycling really is. It's not this crap that the lefties tell us that we have to recycle stuff that never happens. It's those jars you take them, you now make your Christmas cookies, and you give your Christmas cookies away in those. That's what recycling really is. I have to read you a comment I just got on my Facebook page. This is really funny. Um, I, I posted about Barack Obama paying dues to the new party, and someone wrote, um, they suggested that he pay dues. I also suggest that you pay dues to the KKK. <laughs> Yeah, and that whole yeah. part of it, do they know that the KKK was started by the Democrats? No, they don't. Yeah. No, well, shout out to that fool. Shout out to that idiot right there who don't know what the heck is going on out here, who don't know what a book is. Pick up a book, homie. You need to pick up a book and understand what's going on, man, because you really don't know. Jesus. That's right. I need to send him. I'll send you his Facebook page. <laughs> Yeah, do that. I, I like to have a little debate. With oh, actually, actually, I fell back and stopped debating with these maniacs, man. I had to stop. It was taking up too much of my time. 
I was missing deadlines and get behind on stuff. But, you know, when you really care, though, on, on a serious note, when you really care about the things that's going on and you're really trying to get the information out to people, you don't have time to deal with all this. These folks, Some of these folks are nuts. They don't care. It's yeah. emotional. You know, and, and, and it is emotional when everybody thinks they're right. So when you actually go to history and then you bring up some text, that's when a name calling comes in and they start calling you all this and that. And, you know, I love the Lord, but I ain't no punk, so I still kick somebody's ass on the Lord. So they'll kick my run. You know what I'm, I, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm keeping it funky. I'm just letting everybody out there know, like, you run up over here and I got five kids and I'm going to protect them and a wife. So you run up over here, we're going to get busy and one of us going to take an L. I don't have a problem to get my ass kicked, but it won't be an easy one. So I'm just letting you know, before y'all get real crazy and foolish out here, I'm packing. Yes, ma'am, I am packing. My wife going to be packed real soon, and we all fight. Even my kids will jump on your back. But, you know, see, <laughs> just saying, man, you know, it, it, there's a lot going on out here. Hey, can I ask a question real quick, P? Yeah, what's up? I want to ask this uh, of, uh, of Beverly and Anne-Marie because everybody's so scared to talk about race. So none of us got fear, none of us pump Kool-Aid, so let's go with that. In, in the life of Julia, right? Now, one thing we was talking about is that Julia, this Julia actually does exist in the black community, and and we know that she exists in the white community as well. But one thing that um that we all noticed about the video was that this time they did make Julia white. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I was talking earlier about the steps of progression and how um how they don't want to push you all at once; that they'll take the baby steps to get there. And what started in one community will inevitably go into uh, into every other community. So, um, like, is the assault on? Is is they have they tried and practiced this routine in the black community, and now they're trying to switch it over as much as possible. We're getting fifty percent of all America onto onto government dependency, and they're not just shooting for minorities anymore. That's what progression yeah. is. You know, you go one by one. I'm sorry, you asked Zaslo. Uh, well, yeah, that's exactly what I think is happening. They're trying to make it the norm instead of being something that's unusual. And they're trying to make it the norm so that everybody starts taking part in this because then they control everything. And, mm-hmm. look, I, I'm first and second generation United States. My family came over here to have a better life, and they started out with nothing. They came over on boats with no money at all, and they worked, like you said, two, three jobs, whatever they had to do. That used to be the American way. That used to be the American dream. Wow. But they're trying to change it. I think you're right, Sonny. That's absolutely true because now if they just go in and they get it, they just go after everybody and make it the norm. And then it's, then it's because, become socialism because that M- with me and Anne Marie, and I, I just wanted I wanted to make this distinction because we were having a conversation together. Me, Anne Marie, and Beverly were all, we were all in there and we were talking, and we were sharing our life stories. You know the kind of things that we had went that we had that we had um, went through. Mm-hmm. And Anne Marie was telling me about her life um, growing up when she had her son and she was doing it as as a single mother. Mm-hmm. And um and you know I, I I didn't have to do it by myself. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't have to. I didn't have to do it by myself the way that Anne Marie did. And we had that funny moment where we thought, if you took both of our stories and you just told the stories without attaching a name to it, mm-hmm. then you would have believed that I would have been the the single mother struggling, and um, and Anne Marie <laughs> would have been the one that didn't have to do it by herself because that's what they paint us as. They paint uh, us as. I- that that that's where the dependency lies. And if you listen to Anne Marie's story, 
you realize that that when we separate in terms of saying like um that's it's only in the black community that is so not true. You have mothers and fathers single in both in all ethnicities that hold it down and Absolutely. do what needs to be done to make sure that their children are taken care of. If you're not following, follow Anne-Marie because she is freaking awesome. And if you hear her story and how she got to where she is, that is the American story and is a colorblind story. So check out my girl Anne-Marie and follow her if you're not doing so already because that is my sister right there. I hate to quote Obama, but if Sunny, if Sunny, Sunny would be my daughter if she was white. <laughs> or <laughs> Like, I mean, she's like, I don't know. I thought as soon as I met you, Sunny, I felt this maternal thing. I just wanted to, to hold you and take you home with me. So you're like oh, my daughter. You're my daughter from another so <laughs> That's so nice. You got yeah, it. So on, 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 I'm sorry, y'all, on Zazbo's Facebook page, I just seen the clip. Because I'm looking for that guy. I was going to shout him out on the air. But I said made that crazy comment. But I saw uh, somebody Mark just post. Just- his name is Mark huh? Justice. Mark Kevin, Justice, his name happening? is Mark Justice. Shout yeah. out to Mark Justice. <laughs> Get this fool. Sonny, you go after him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, I just saw something now, now on, on one of talk about, He's talking about Reagan having communist ties now. <laughs> this guy's nuts. <laughs> I just I just saw something on, on uh, somebody just posted this on your page, Jaslo. It's um, it's the it, it's it's one picture, and it says the death of Julia. It has a picture of Julia laying on the on the bed on the gurney, and um, on my it says page, that I'm over in another room at the moment. Anne Yeah, it's on, it's on it's on your. It's on um it's on your page. No, I'm sorry, it's on Anne Marie's page. It's on Anne Marie's. It's on Anne Marie's page. Yep. And it says that you know, you know how on the Julia thing it had the blue part where it talked about uh Obama, then it had the white part on the bottom which talked about Romney and Ryan budget. Well this one in the blue it says under Obama, Julia has a partial birth partial birth where she is hit over the head with an abortionist hammer and thrown in the garbage. Under wow. Romney, Julia lives. And it has a picture of of Julia laying on the bed. And uh, um, and the bloody baby being pulled out the womb by the Jesus. Oh. Wow, that's on my page. That's on your page, it. Anne Marie. It's, <laughs> okay. it's, it's under it's underneath a um it's underneath a post um uh, that you yeah. that you that you put up about you know my political sister is about to go oh. on radio, you know. We'll take and I it think down most of us are friends with the guy that posts on it. She'll that's find a, it. That's a little bit extreme, right there. <laughs> I don't know about you know, that. One of the things that the left does, um, they, they really come out with this absolutely vile trash. These trolls that are out there, and they get on our pages, and they get onto our politic stuff, and they trash it in ways. And, and what they say is absolutely vile. I mean, they're the ones that talk about civility, and then they have none of it themselves. Mm. But this well, that's okay guy. because. They they stepping up against the right ones now because we don't run from the arguments and nor do we follow um do we follow or fall under the distractions. So you can keep on right. trying, but we'll stay on point talking about what needs to be talked about, and that's what we gonna do to save our country and not the stupidity that you want to post on a social networking site. That's right, a, that's a black, it was a black conservative that posted that. Uh, I know to do. I mean, I don't know him, but I'm friends with him on Facebook. I know of him. You friends with all of us. Most of us are. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you friends with all the black conservatives out there, man. It, it's all it's all one big gang. Like we should just be called the black conservative gang. We're black do rags, yo. That's that's about what it is. It, well, it, it you amazes guys know me. And you guys know that I'm the producer on the film Runaway Slave, and that's going to be coming out soon. And that's a story that's got to get around, and people have to have this discussion. Wow, Runaway Slave. That that's we got to save that for another day, Bev. We I would love to bring you guys back on to talk about that because uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a very enlightening movie, I think, documentary rather. I, I think so. It's a it's a discussion that has to take place in America because uh, you're attacked for being conservatives because you're black and that's stupid it's crazy you I mean you're not allowed to think what you want to think anymore they try to attack you for what you actually believe i, I just frankly i don't think people understand conservatism period I, most people that's complaining are conservatives really and they don't even know it well it's hey. interesting i was having a discussion with somebody the other day and what they really were talking they were arguing with me about some of my stances on things and they were saying but what they were speaking and how they were talking, they were really libertarians, and it was pretty interesting because they they identified as progressives and um, and, and Democrats, but they weren't not at all. They they really are coming to see things our, our way, but they just don't want to say it. It's strange. It's an odd thing out there. And when was it cool to do what the establishment did? And now the establishment is a bunch of Democrats. But we're the ones that are out there speaking our minds. Isn't this what's cool to do, to get up and speak what you what you think and what you feel and get ready to fight it? Well, one thing about this show is that I I don't kiss either party's butt, and uh, it, it is what it is. I mean, what I see is what I say, and, you know, sometimes it just don't agree with everybody. You know, I, hell, I don't like Romney, but and I definitely don't like Obama. And, you know, for some of the things he stands for, personally, I, I really don't like that man. I love him for the well, look, grace of God, but I just don't like him, period. Well, look, let's make, let's make that distinction then. You know, we're talking about conservatism versus liberal, progressive, so on and so forth. You know, we're not talking about Republican, Democrat. That's right. Because there's, right. there's, a, there's a lot of Republicans out there that, that, that we, can, we can talk about um, past and present, and there will be some in the future. But when we talk about the principles that we live by, that we hold near and dear each as as being individuals, Amen. You know, being 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 you know about being about God, being about family, being about about our country, you know, being, being about life. those things, and then a whole lot of other principles that 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 fall up underneath that. That's what we're talking about. That's what we hold. That's what we hold true because you know we can so. This ain't about Republican, Democrat. This is about conservative, progressive, liberal, so on and so forth. Socialism, communism, and the list and the list goes on. You know what I mean? And so that's, 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 the, what, that's what we're talking about. That's the conversation that me and you was having, Kev, where I'm, I'm, uh, I was like, we, we have to get to the point where we're like, okay, do we, the skin color, let's not even start there. We're going we gonna to get there because I don't believe the, the whole colorblind thing. I can see perfectly fine. You know what I'm saying? I know that Anne Marie is white. I know Beverly is Jewish. The thing is, I just don't care. I, I love them regardless of the fact. So let's start at principles. Let's start, let match me principle for principle. And after we go through our principles, after we go through our platforms, after we go through the things that we stand on solid ground and solidarity to, when you look at the when you look at the shade or the hue of a person's color, it lo, it no longer matters because you have made a bond with someone that where you share things on on a level that's way above 
uh, a gender, a color, a ethnicity, a, a, a religious status, or whatever, is, is human. That you yeah. see another person as a human, as an equal, as someone that you can have camaraderie with, that you can have a relationship with, and, 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 and color fades away. It doesn't disappear. It just doesn't matter. And that's the point where we have to get to where we start looking at, I mean, it's so cliche to say it, but to judge a man on the content of his character and not the color of his skin. We have these political leadership that is in place that refuses to let us get to that place. They they will not let us get to that place because it is politically and financially beneficial for them to keep us exactly where we are, fighting over the stupid things like the color of someone's skin that cannot be changed, by the way, unless you... Michael Jackson himself. I was about to say it. I was going to leave him out. You had to throw it out there. But that's just the point. The point is, we do not need to live in a colorblind society where you say there is no difference. Yes, there are differences. The point is, do you care or not? Is your principles, your platform strong enough to make you understand that no matter what your differences are, you are human? And that's the place where you can start and respect and match your principles step by step in that aspect. My wife and I, my wife and I couldn't be more opposite. <laughs> of 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 who we are individually, you know. When people look at my wife and I and they interact with us, we're we're so different. But it was the things that we have in common, the values that we that we share, the principles that we hold, the way we saw family, the way we wanted to build the future. You know, the, when we talk about children, we talk about education, we talk about you know um, 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 uh, achievement, being effective. You know, in ministry, you know, going out helping people. You know what I'm saying? We talked about those things. Those are those are principles that we share. You know, that ain't got nothing to do with gender. That ain't got nothing to do where we grew up. You know, I grew up on welfare. She didn't. I grew up in New York. She grew up in West Virginia. But like you said, Sonny, it's those things that we that 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 we share. Those principles. And that's what brought. That's one of the things that the main thing that brought us together. You know what I'm saying? So when we start looking like that, we can build. We build the communities off of that. You know, building organizations off of that. You know. And, and and when we look at the, the character of a person, the character is shaped by what that person believes in, by those principles that that person that that person has. That's what we need to be focused on, and and not all of this, all of all of this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? People, huh? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I am. Oh, I'm doing the joke. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, Hello. We just we just <laughs> yeah. just just we fell just off a bit. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> You just found out what? What was that? It's breaking up a little bit, but we just found uh, what you were talking about, the Jeff oh, Julia thing. With that post. Look, we're going we're gonna to take this time to, uh, we got to go to a commercial, folks, and uh, then we're going to come back and we're going to grab a couple more callers. We got the lines lit up. So we're going to try to let people speak their piece today and uh, maybe find out what's going on with these technical difficulties. Zazlom, Anne-Marie, we got to thank you guys. Thank you for coming through, man. Thanks for showing us a lot of love. Hope to see you guys. Love you. Love guys. See you sunny in a couple of days. See y'all Tuesday. I'll be there. Bye. All right, 619-638-8559 is the number, folks. We got to go to a commercial. We'll be right back here in just a second. You're rocking with the KIRP radio show, baby, doing it B-I-G. Shout out to all the listeners out there. 
Definitely want to give a shout out to my people out there in Wilson, North Carolina. Shout out to my people out there in Rocky Mountain. I see you. And shout out to my man Fred Morales for these cigars, these 1875s. I'm smoking on one right now or, or puffing on one. I don't inhale it. But, you know, I, I'm like, uh, who said that they didn't inhale? Billy Clint. Okay. Okay. Silly boy Billy, he said I didn't inhale. I don't inhale the cigars, but I used to inhale the green. Gotta go to commercial with me. 619-638-8559. You rocking with the KRRP radio show. If money talks, I got my masters in communication But I don't run it, I run it for a hundred Ever since I was a youngin', been hungry, it's Paul Bunyan You been so fixed to plumbing, I'm a beast in the game, you run it And if this ain't what you call hip-hop, it must be bungee jumping East side on my arm, three stripes on my sneakers And even if they slip us, they better be Adidas for all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists. Then Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Did the little piggy cry wee, wee, wee all the way home? Your home. Oh, cool. Thanks, Mrs. A. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. K-I-R-P Radio! It's 
Mr. Party. Welcome back to the KIRP Radio Show, baby. The number one black conservative show, Southeastern United States, with 3.9 million listeners out there. Shout out to everybody who listened to the show. 619-638-8559 is the number. Press number one if you got a comment, folks. We'll try to get you on ASAP. Also, I got with me on the air, I got my man Kevin Daniels, president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. I also got my man Marvin Rogers. You'll see him in the documentary entitled Runaway Slave, hosted by my man C.L. Bryant. I also got the amazing, the amazing, the super diva, Sonny Johnson. Also a politics. And shout out to the politics out there. Also want to take a moment to give a shout out to some of our donators, B-Town Auto Shop, Mirror, and Auto Repair. Shout out to them in Burlington, North Carolina. Also got to give a shout out to my man, Mike Causey. B.I.G. Shout out to Mike Causey. Also a double B.I.G. Shout out to my man over there. Dan Forrest running for Lieutenant Governor, North Carolina. You guys know who that's we're going to vote for. And also got to give one more shout-out to Total Image Salon and All About You Bail Bonds. Anytime you guys need to get out of jail or you want to bail me out for going in on some liberal, hit up All About You Bail Bonds, Robert Davis, 919-265-9273. We're going to go directly to a caller out of the 336, last three digits, 806. You're on the air with Pudgy. What's up? Hello? Hello. How hey, Pudgy, this Contessa. How you doing? Hey, girl. You know you're on the air with a whole lot of people. Hey, I want to tell you thank you. Thank you. Thank you. B.I.G., super thank you for participating last week with uh, myself and your husband and the group and my wife. And uh, we couldn't have done it without you, man. It was a good, a great success. The I Love Being a Black Father organization thanks you. The Loving Fathers Society thanks you. Everybody thanks you guys. And I, I appreciate you really coming out there showing us some love, for real. Word. Thank you so much. Cheating on the bowling alley, y'all. I won't cheat. Pudgy out there cheating on the bowling alley, y'all. Well, he, he still didn't beat me, so it don't matter. What? <laughs> okay, we don't need that, bro. Anyway, because I know I really you... enjoy myself, and I'm not going to be long because I'm actually on another conference call. I just okay. wanted to comment on the statement that Sunny was saying when she was talking about the independent female. Yes, ma'am. And I wanted to let her know I understand where she's coming from because I was one of those independent females. No one could do anything for me. I took care of my kids by myself. But I thank God for my husband, Rashad, because it's so much easier. It's so much better. When I want to come home and lay down and I don't have to worry about the kids or, you know, I know he's there to pick up the sack. If I don't want to cook today, I know he's going to cook. So it's a lot better where when you're that independent or that single mom, all you know is to, to do for your children. So that's, that's that's the mentality that you have. And like she said, it's the man that's supposed to be the provider, but when you don't have that male figure or that man in the home to provide, then that's what you know to do, and that's all you know to do. So I just want to let her know that, you know, I'm thankful for the comment that she made in the statement because it kind of brought me back like, wow, I was one of those that, oh, I didn't need any man. You know, I could do this by myself, and I'm okay with this and that. And, you know, at the moment you don't think about having that someone there to hold you or having that someone that you can talk to and throw all your problems on and, you know, how your day went at work. And at that moment it's just you and your children. But when mm-hmm. she spoke on it, it, it kind of brought me back. So I just wanted to let her know, thank you, you know. But I am thankful and blessed to have a husband. And for those that do, that don't have a husband and you still feel like you can do it by yourself, it's so much easier to have a man in that home. Better get you one, girl. Give you a round of applause for that. We appreciate that. So you got the people in the background hooping and hollering for you, man. That, that was, That's a B.I.G. comment right there. B.I.G., shout out to your husband, too. Contessa, let me ask you one more thing, and I know you got to go. But okay. have you seen the Julia video uh, that, that the Obama administration put out? I have not. I encourage you to uh, check that out, and I would love for you to hit me back one day and let me know what your comments are. 
Okay, I'll check it out. Um, give me a few days, and I'll hit you back with it. Thank you, love. Appreciate All you. Right, Shout out to you, Rashad. All right, everyone, have a blessed night. Um, Look, they switching up the phone on me. I like that. No, I'm good, man. I'm gonna see you in a minute. Talking to everybody. <laughs> Shout out to you, brother, man. Hey, man, you know what how we okay? roll. Okay, how you doing, Sunny? Tomorrow. Oh, wonderful. Take care of that woman over there now. I will. Make sure you keep her smiling. All right, I want to see you at one of these events soon. Most definitely. I'm definitely coming down to NC. My brother's got some big stuff planned, and I'm going to be happy to be a part of it. So you definitely see me down in that area very, very soon. Marvin's up the street. We're going to drag him out. We're going to come kidnap Marvin. We can get him close. No, no, no. I'm up the street, not street. street. <laughs> up the street, my, my man. <laughs> Rob, I appreciate you, man. Let me let me get in another caller here while we got a chance. And I'll see you soon. Can I have something real quick? Sir. Yeah, I wanted to, um, you know, from a from a from a male's perspective, it's better being married, man. It's it feels it feels good, you know, after a long hectic day, to come home, you know, to 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 a family, to come home to a to a loving wife, you know, to 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 be able because we got problems too, you know what I mean. So it, it feels good to be able to to have somebody as a confidant that will sit there and that will listen to you, that will try to help you when you're going through whatever it is you're going through. You know what I mean? It feels good to be able to come home because single, coming home single, you have to cook all the time. And then, you know, if you don't want to cook, you have to bring your bread on fast food. You know what I mean? And it feels good to come home and you don't have to, you know, I just sit at the table and get my eat on and go lay it down. If I mean, you know what I'm saying? If I need to watch it, NBA's on, I, my wife is understanding. It's good to have an understanding partner where she's like, hey, there's a game coming on at 8.30. Well, go ahead and chill. And I'm going ahead and chilling. <laughs> and I'm but you know what I mean? It feels good to do that, man, and to come home and 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 you see your son, you know, or your for other people out there, your child is excelling in school, you know, and 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 sitting there, and when you're at the dinner table and you're talking, and your son is telling you stuff about how, and and, and but in the back of the parents' mind, they're like, well, listen, the stuff that we're instilling in him is working, because our child is excelling and doing whatever he's doing in school, and then dealing with the issues, even the, even the negative stuff that comes uh, with, with having children or family, being able to sit there together and to solve problems together, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to push the family forward. You know, one of the one of the good things for me, man, was when um, my son had a project, mm-hmm. and they was asking him a question. They asked him who's his, who's his um, um, uh, most famous person, and he said me. You know, he wow. said dad. He just said dad on there. You know what I mean? And, and and looking at things like that, that comes with having a family. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So what these other people are talking about, you know, uh, uh, the music and the TV and all that other stuff, how it's cool to be single, how it's cool to have all these other girls over here doing all of that. Yo, that's for the birds, man. It's about having a family. And we not built two generations ago. I'm looking at older men, like 70, 75 years old, that's been married for 40, 50 years. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't want all these chicks on the side. You know what I mean? I want to be with one person for 40 years, and the only way that we separate is one of us got to go up out of here. The Lord got to call hey, Pudgy, us. Hey, Pudgy, you, you know I'm always single dude on the call, right? I'm sorry, brother? You know I'm always single dude on the call, right? Uh-oh. So we... listen to y'all. Y'all sound like that. You remember that old um, what was baby face song, as soon as I get home from work? <laughs> <laughs> That's what y'all sound like. Y'all come on. I'll pay your rent. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay your rent. 
Come on now. So, hey, that's that's on that old baby face song, and it's a beautiful thing to hear that. I'm, I'm loving it. Yo, that's what's up, man. Shout out to Babyface, man. Big Nose, where you at, man? Shout out to Babyface, man. We need you to come back and make another love song, man. As soon as I get home from work, it's a beautiful song. As soon as I get home. As soon as I get home from work. Okay, from I ain't work. Say, girl, just to, just to jump right. in, to jump in on that John, but to 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 give you the other side of what uh, what Cavs just said, it's the same thing for um for a woman when you can when you can sit you can watch your kids grow and you're not so um distracted by how I'm gonna feed them tomorrow, how I'm oh. gonna um. How I'm going to keep the lights on? How I'm going to keep the water on? How I'm going to put gas in my car? When you know that your man is like, I got the gas, I got the groceries. I, you know what I'm saying? It's not that you you aren't independent or you aren't um, capable of doing it. It's just better when you can have a man that says. I got this. Now, this is what I need you to do. I need you to teach my son, teach my daughter to um, to love other people, to love God, to, to respect the Constitution. To, you can be a teacher to your child. Amen. Not right. turn them over to, to the state, to have the state to tell them what's important or not. And then in the end, when your man come home, and you can go and cook dinner, you can do all these things, and you can make him feel like a man because he then gave you the openness to do the other things. Mm. You can be the nurturer. You can be the healer. You can be, you know what I'm saying, the psychiatrist. You can be the bully stopper. You can be You can be all those other things because your man is like, I, I'm getting the oil changed. I'm taking the trash out. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm taking care of these things. These are not things that you have to worry about. You instill certain principles and thoughts and philosophies in my child, and you do that effectively, and I got the rest. Wow. That is Pro- a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. In, Pro- in Proverbs chapter 30, man, I love that chapter. It talks about the virtuous woman. And what it talks about, when you look at it, it's not just about the woman. It's about the family structure because it talks about when the king comes out, you know, the people – the people, you know, bow down to him and so on and so forth. But he stops and turns around, and he honors his wife, which causes everybody else to honor his wife. Because in order for him to come out and to be able to be a king, to do his job, house got to be right. Yeah. And while he's out there doing what he got to do, he said, wait a minute, y'all got, yeah, my uniform is at places right. Because I know me, my wife, when I walk out the house, my wife like, hold up, you ain't looking right. <laughs> you need to buy your next shirt. You need to you need to get that shirt. You know, you need to put a crease in the pants or something. You know, hold up, you got your hemis out. You know what I'm saying? So Higgle your keys look, higgle your key higgle your keys and make sure you be at your doctor's appointment at one thirty. You know, I said that joint two weeks ago, so you need to make sure you there. That's you know, my what... text message be blowing up. My wife will remember this, remember this because she know I got a lot on my plate. Mm-hmm. And those are things that I don't have to worry about. When you have that, I, I, you know, we in the age of technology. I like to, I call my wife my external hard drive. Because <laughs> the stuff that I need to remember, the stuff that I need to do, she's already on it. You know what I mean? If she's, my wife is good. She's deep. And that's, but, you know, I don't want to get into all of that, but that's what we're talking about with teamwork. Julia talks about the exact opposite of that. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Julia talks about, she ain't, Julia ain't talking about the team. You know, Julia's talking about, the individual, you know, and, but, and I know we as conservatives talk about individual, but when you decide that when you get a when you when you begin when you have a family, 
You know, it's, it's a teamwork, and that's the way it was designed. It was designed as a family, one man and one woman. None of this other stuff that they're trying to push down our throat, not one man and one man, you know, not Johnny and Jason, you know what I'm saying, and not whatever else, the other thing. But Susie and Mary and all that other stuff either. Yeah, yeah, all that craziness. But it's, 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 it's the family, man. That's what builds the child. You know, and even, even even when I, I mean, I don't mean to go off on my tangent, child, but even when I was studying the government in biblical terms, the government started with the family first. Always. It went from the family. It went from the family to the clan, from the clan to the tribe, from the tribe to the people, and it started with the family. And Julia so Kevin, is doing the exact opposite. So Kevin, Hillary Clinton said it takes a village. So you said it takes a family, right? Yeah, you start with the family. You gotta start with the family Have first. You seen when I ask when 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 Hillary when they when they pull out this tangent where it says it takes a village to raise a child back in the day that was maybe true if you looked in the black community all of us raised each other you know what I'm saying if you got out of line then it was somebody that saw you and jacked you up and then told your parents and then when you went home your mama jacked you up because yeah, I didn't been I didn't been jacked up but see that's when the village was different. And our current village that is run under the current leadership that we have, I don't want that village nowhere near my damn child. <laughs> I don't want it nowhere near my child. If, if my village is Pete and Marvin and, and Kevin and people like Bev and Anne-Marie and, and Bannon and some, you know, those people, if that's my village, then I, I can understand you saying that it takes that village to help raise a child. But this current village that we're in, that's ruled by leadership like Jackson and, and Sharpton and them crazy, I don't want that village nowhere near my damn child. That's real. The village isn't even even, even correct today. I mean, if you look at the, the stuff that's going on around us, it's like, you know, you, you don't even want to live beside some of these people. And, and I'm the type of person that speaks to everybody, but you still you always watching your back nowadays because the village just ain't right. So I, I can dig what you're saying, Sonny, on that. I, I definitely feel that. That's B.I.G. right there. L- let me ask you guys something real quick. Um, well, well, first let me take a call, and then I want to ask you guys about the stimulus. So get your get your mind get your minds right because you know the president just asked for a lot of money here just last week. So um, let me get a call out of the two hundred two nine four nine. Sorry, five four nine. Let's go to that caller first. Five four nine. You're on the air with the crew. KRP Radio Show. What's up? Call out of the two hundred two five four nine. You're on the air with Pudgy. Hey, Pudgy, okay. how you doing? This is uh, Eric. Hey, Eric. I didn't, I didn't know if you wanted to comment or not, brother. The the, the hand was lit up on. Oh you. yeah, oh yeah. You know, you can call me Eric, or you can call me <laughs> Mr. Controversy, one or the other. I was the one that laid the link up there for y'all uh, regarding the uh, life of Julia versus the death of Julia. Let me shout out to Sonny. Hey, Sonny, and uh, it's Kevin hey. on the line. Uh, also, uh, him, as we are fellow members of the uh, Frederick Jefferson Foundation. Jessup, what's um, up, baby? Yeah, you know, I think, yeah, that's Jessup. That's that's the that's the man with the with the picture. What's up, man? What's good with yeah, you? I, hey, man, good to good to hear your voice. Good to see y'all online. Good to catch y'all live for a change. Yeah, I came out a little strong, as a little graphic and everything, but um, yeah. you know, I don't think uh, any of us apologize for our pro-life views. And um, not at all. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Um, it, it's it's. Hello? So, um, you know, you know, I, I, I just wanted to uh, put that out there a little bit. You know, talking in terms of the life of Julia, which was a uh, 
Obama creations. And uh, we can go back and check the record on Obama in terms of uh, how he deals with life issues and family issues. And, um, you know, since we were, you know, that was the topic discussed for that, I just wanted to put that out a little bit. Well, Eric, let me ask you, brother, let let me ask you, what is this? Because, you know, I'm tired of people listening to me. I'm sick of saying it. Let me ask you, as a a caller, um, you know, as a citizen, as an American, what is the president's stance on life issues? It's an abomination to uh, God and man. I mean, like, you know, that was the, I was really troubled when uh, Obama first came, to, you know, started to run in uh, beginning in, uh, was it, 08. Because, you know, we had McCain and we had Obama, and I was telling my, you know, frankly, my white conservative friends, like, look, if we're going to have a liberal, I'm going to pick the one I want. You know what I'm saying? So I started investigating the dude and then, um, you know, found out about his born alive legislation which uh, protects, you know, survivors of abortion, you know, after they've actually exited the womb. But uh, Obama voted against that three times, twice in the Illinois Senate and once as a, as a U.S. Senator. And uh, they changed the law to satisfy him, and, you know, he was still grumping and griping about it. And even NARAL, National Association of Reproductive, and, you know, all the abortion people, they, they didn't even fight that law, but Obama did. And that was in final nail that did it for me. I said, I can't vote for this monster. You know what I'm saying? Dude, lost his tag on mine. So I just wanted to put that out there um, a little bit so that people, more people this time will know who really Barack Obama is, what his true beliefs are. I mean, we were sitting well, talking about the you... family and what have you. Um, you know, Obama himself has come out of his mouth and started talking about he didn't want to punish his daughters with a baby. And that kind of tends to... Um, expose his views on family You know what I'm saying So I just you know wanted to call in And clarify that because I understand People you know saw the graphic image Got a little upset you know Didn't like, catch what I was trying to put out there But uh, I'm glad to have called in Glad to uh, holler at my peeps And uh, y'all keep doing what y'all doing Hey man I'm, I'm glad you called in too Eric what you did was you, Eric you put a You put a You put an image to to what people talk about. When we talk about bills and pieces of legislation, you just put an image to it. You put you put an image to partial birth mm-hmm. abortion. I did a, mm-hmm. a PowerPoint presentation on abortion and the tools that they use and the methods that they do. They pull a baby's arm off. They crush the skull and drain the brain out. They use a, 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 a it's, it's similar to a vacuum. To, you know, so what they do is they take the baby and they rip the baby limb from limb because, you know, so you can pull it out easier. And then they stick a vacuum in there and they suck the pieces out. You see what I'm saying? You oh, exactly. Put an and that's just partial birth. You put an image of The legislation yeah. that I was talking about was born alive. I mean, the dude is all, the child is all the way out there and now. Late, late, late. And, and, that's what, and what they used and to what, do is, is, like, you know, set them aside in a little closet somewhere and just wait for them yeah. to die. Yeah, yeah. because it's, it's, because it's, if, if you, because the, 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 the thing that they support is if you attempt, if, if you have an abortion and the baby's still alive, well, you attempted to have abortion. So, uh, so so legally, you can still kill that baby because your intent was to get rid mm-hmm. of the baby, and the baby's still alive. So yes, you, you you know follow through on what your intent was, and you put an image to that, man. And that's and that's real. You know what, man? There's gonna be people that like it. There's gonna be people that don't. So what? It's not for everybody. You know what I'm saying? You have your oh, your reasons. You have definitely. your target audience. Do your thing, man. Ironically, you know, uh, one more tip on the uh, life of Julia. You know, who was. They chose a female for their uh, little demonstration. 
is that now, you know, abortion is becoming uh, gender selective. That's be- that came out in the news uh, over the past week. It started to hit the interwebs, and people are starting to talk about that now. It's not just for China. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, yeah, um, big shout-out to Live Action for that with Lila Rose because she do a lot of good undercover work bringing out all the oh, discussion yes, and the power uh, of Planned Parenthood. No and doubt. I got to... And look, I'll even get a shout out because um, I got to meet James O'Keefe this weekend. Oh yeah, shout out to James O'Keefe, man. Yeah, and um, it, it was really <laughs> humbling to have him to have him come up to me and say thank you for what I'm doing. And I'm like, dude, really? Look what I mean. You making her, Eric Holder look That's like a, a like serious. a like a joke? <laughs> like like, like who he is, like the monster he is. That's what he's doing. Yeah. So big shout out right, to James y'all. O'Keefe. I had a good time meeting you this weekend too, dude. All right, thanks. so I'm going to get off this phone and let y'all do y'all thing. But uh, thanks for taking the call. I appreciate it. No problem, brother. Thanks for calling. Every Sunday, normally 8 p.m., but we started early since we had some important guests. And, you know, I know their schedule is kind of kind of uh, busy, to say the least. Uh, going to another caller. This is an unknown caller. Don't know where you're calling from, but you're the only unknown caller on the air. You're on the air with Pudgy. What's up? Pudgy, this is Thomas. Thomas, how you doing, my brother? How are you, sir? I'm wonderful, man. I could not be better. I am wonderful. I am blessed. Did you get my voicemail the other day? You know what? I have had some phone problems. I didn't. I I saw it because it, it texts the message to my phone, so I did see it. I just hadn't had a chance to go back to it and check it out now that my phone is right, that it's fixed now. But I will check it out here. We'll, we'll get together offline on that. Well, basically, in a nutshell, I know that you still have your organization you started for fathers, right? Yes, sir. I love being a black father. Hit us up, Twitter, folks, Facebook. This is what we do, me and Rashad Woods. Sorry, you know, promo a little bit. <laughs> oh, not a problem. I And the reason why I called you because I wanted to invite, I wanted to invite you next year to the uh, to a big pro-life conference that the Frederick Douglass Foundation of Missouri is putting on, and it falls on the weekend of, of Father's Day, which the 14th, 15th, and 16th, and that day, the Father's Day that Sunday, we're going to do a, a Father's Walk for Life. And um, when I was thinking about that, I thought of you and your organization, and I wanted I wanted you to come be a part of it because I also want to honor you for that organization because we're going to honor fathers that day too. Hey, hey man, I, I'm I'm honored. As long as I can bring my partner, Rashad Woods, brother, I, I am Absolutely. honored. Absolutely. Hey, Thomas, hey, Thomas, real quick. Yes, sir. Thomas, real quick. Can you go ahead and um and explain to um everyone what that Father's Walk of Life is exactly because it's, it's starting this, it's starting actually this weekend. Um, what, oh, what, what, okay. Can you explain to people exactly what it what it is? Well, the Father's Walk for Life is basically, in a nutshell, you know how the whole abortion issue has been made about women and their abortions, their right to choose, and the narratives for men, the men who are affected by the abortion issue. Basically, they have been left out. So, essentially, what what we're doing, what the Fathers Walk for Life is, is basically to bring awareness to the fact that men also have a voice and a say in a, when it comes to the issue of abortion and the, whether or not their girlfriends or wives should abort that baby or not. So, 
Wow. The men, the men, the men will, uh, the, and, and add to that, uh, Thomas, the men, what they'll do is the men will walk. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll get a designated place and the men will okay. walk to the, from, from, from wherever they, the designated place, they'll walk to the nearest abortion clinic and they'll hold some type of rally. That's there. right. That's strictly, right. strictly men, you know what I'm saying? Because to show that, 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 um, some of the times that our voices is, is not heard in the in the process. Right. I know there's some men out there that be telling a girl, "Go ahead, get that thing out." But there's some of us out there right. that are that are that are not that way. You know, we want to make our voices heard. Can you imagine the visual of one, two, three hundred men walking from one place to an abortion clinic to let our voices be heard? You know, so we're going to start right. doing that as a as a national organization. Uh, I know it's going on in Atlanta on um, this coming Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but right. next summer, you know, the rest of the the the, the, um, the state chapters, including North Carolina, uh, will will be on board. But we'll do that as well. Right, right. I love it. Yeah, and um, Tim Tim is going to be at the first two days of the conference, but he's going to have to go back home so that he can be a part of his um, father's walk for life event <laughs> that day. So, so, but yeah, Pudgy, I would really, really want I want you to be there, to so that you and your friend Rashad, you guys can take part in this. And also, like I said, I want to honor a father's organization, and it was your organization that popped into popped into my mind when I was, you know, thinking about what organization I could honor for the first annual award. Man. So. That is very flattering, man. That's B I. You know how my, you know my mantra. That's B I G in my book. I like that. My motto. Excuse me. So, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate the consideration too. Definitely. Not a problem. And I'll keep, I'll keep you up to date on the events. I'm, I'm excited because things are happening fast. We got a phenomenal, phenomenal space. So make sure that you bring all your information, your promotional brochures and everything because you will be given, you know, a space table free is everything, all the organizations that's going to be a part of this event, they will be provided a booth free of charge because, you know, what God is doing, I'm excited, and he's putting this together, and it's, you know, so I'm excited about it. Well, I can't wait to be a part of that, man. That, that's going to be large. And, uh, you know, let us know so we can get a commercial ran for that thing and get it going pretty early, brother. Oh, most definitely. In fact, we're hoping within the next few months. Well, let me share this real quick, and, and then I know because I know you shared on time. But I'm excited about this. Um, the one, my social media director or coordinator for for this event was the social media coordinator for Herman Cain's campaign. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of connections that, that's been coming together. And at the, at the height of before he dropped out, I think that they were up to something like 200,000 followers all told. And so being that this individual is a friend of mine, I'm going to utilize her expertise, and we are going to do this. We're going to do this um, the right way, but we're going to make sure that it's well-known and it's going to be a very successful event. So, well, sir, thank you for taking my call. God bless you, Kevin. God bless you, sir, and I will catch you guys again soon. 
Thanks, man. God bless you, man. Keep going. Keep rocking out there in Missouri, man. Keep rocking, brother. Keep yeah, rocking. Yeah, hold it down. Hold it down. Absolutely. So, yeah, that was Thomas, Frederick Douglass Foundation, Missouri, calling in, holding it down. That, that man is, is always busy, man. He's always doing something. And, uh, you, you know, he's a phenomenal guy, man. Definitely want to shout him out. So shout out to the Frederick Douglass Foundation in Missouri. You guys look him up. They're on Facebook. They're all over the place. Um, listen, moving along, I know time is getting short, but, you know, we got the bonus time if we need it. I just want to ask you guys about uh, last week. I, I really just want to ask you guys about the stimulus package, period, because, you know, we all know that there's a lot of folks out there hurting, and, you know, there's there's folks out there who can't get a job, people who've given up, you know, and and it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just amazing that all these unemployment stats keep coming out, and they keep saying that, you know, more folks are working, more folks are working, but when I look around and the people that I talk to, the people that, I, that I'm engaged with in, in some of the communities that I go in and that I live in, you know, my neighbor right across the street from me, people are not getting work. They're not finding work whatsoever. So the president is asking for another $1.2 trillion to so-called stimulate the economy, but he wants the money to go to the government. And, you know, they're going to do a stimulus package, and I guess they're talking about $3,000. So I just want to ask you guys, and Marvin, I want to start with you, brother. I want to ask you, how do you feel about a stimulus package, a stimulus package um, where $3,000 is given out to the family or, or however they're going to decide to do it? Do you think a stimulus package is, is effective in that way? If the president and his administration really think this, this is going to work, I want them to give me a case of what they're drinking because it's not going to work. <laughs> Go- government does not create jobs. The private sector in a free enterprise system creates jobs. Right. And the president is basically a profile of someone who just – has broke no new thought ground, has no new ideas. If if there's one thing he's been true to, he's been true to his Democratic legacy because there's nothing different in his stimulus programs um, than what we saw with the New Deal Deal from Franklin Roosevelt, the Great Society from Lyndon Johnson. Mm -hmm. It's just the same old Mm -hmm. throw money at the problem um, type mentality. And if the problems go away, just keep throwing money at it. And basically what he's seeking to do is to nurse symptoms instead of get down to the root of the problem. And at the end of the day, it is entrepreneurship that is at the center of community. When I look at these stimulus programs, I look at all the excuses. It makes me think of Booker T. Washington. And Booker T. Washington was the preeminent black leader in post-slavery America. And we think we haven't lost. Yeah, what if man. you're coming off over 300-plus years of institutionalized oppression where not only people people's hands and feet were shackled, even their souls and their upward mobility were shackled? If someone had an opportunity to make an excuse, if someone had a reason to go to the government and ask for handouts, welfare, and all this um, stimulus money that ultimately goes to the face of bureaucrats, it was Booker T. Washington. But through his faith in God, and through his belief in entrepreneurship in the free enterprise, uh, free enterprise system, he developed the Tuskegee Institute, and the black communities under his leadership hmm. were competing almost immediately with their white counterparts and had the fastest-growing enterprises in America. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at the stimulus program and I look at this whole life of Julia, 
I think that Booker T. Washington turned over in his grave. Wow. The, the, the free enterprise is, 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 is on point because when you, you know, here in North Carolina, we're talking about um, opening up, you know, uh, for energy, you know, uh, fracking on and offshore drilling. Look at what Sarah Palin was able to do while she was governor. Look at the money that she was able to bring in, in terms of tax receipts into the government. So the government didn't really the government didn't need to take it from the people. The government didn't need to to put out a stimulus package, you know, to 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 weaken the dollar, you know, uh, to devalue the dollar in terms of inflation. So she was able to 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 get the tax receipts from them. And not only that, she was able to get the oil companies to give the 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 citizens of Alaska each person what was it about fifteen hundred dollars over? It was over a thousand dollars. Uh, per person. Mm-hmm. That is what we can do here in North Carolina. That is what other areas can 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 do. You know, when you release, you know, the the the, the people to the, the people to go ahead and use their use their God given talents to go out and create something, and and to be able, you know, to create something of value that people need. You know, people create stuff like I'm I'm in my bedroom and I'm looking at everything right now. Somebody created all of this stuff. And when you look at it, somebody creates something, you know, the, the 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 free market determines the value of it. You buy, you sell, you go purchase and all that other stuff. Taxes going to the government and the government can spend off of that and then that person who created the product can can can, you know, create jobs and so on and so forth. So I don't all of the stimulus package and plus the government is not fiscally responsible. They just found seventy billion dollars that the government just got sitting there. Spend it. Why yeah. are you gonna take care of why are you gonna <clears throat> take it from us? You know, you got seventy billion. You just sitting on. What is that for? I, I got my speculations, but you know that's that's part of the slush fund that they that they're holding on to. But you know, I mean, I, I'm I'm me. I'm against this this the stimulus package because the only thing is stimulating is is the government. You know, that's that's State Viagra. You know, what I'm saying that 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 stimulus package. That's what is going to stimulate them. And that's what. And 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 don't underestimate the um. Barack Obama, because we we like I said, everything that they do, we kind of can laugh at it because we're like, yeah, another stimulus, and it, it really makes you want to laugh. But here's the rub: if you just take that part by itself, then you can okay, you can laugh. He wants more money, but if you take in context what he said, when he said the private sector is doing fine. Right? The private sector is doing fine. Well, if the private sector is doing fine, then why do you want another um, another large sum of money for, stimu- for stimulus? Because it's not going to go to the private sector. It's going to go to those failed states like Illinois that cannot balance those budgets, the failed states like California that cannot balance their budgets. That's where the money is to go to because what, they, what happened in Wisconsin has scared the life out of them. It has scared the life out of them because most of their campaign contributions come from union workers, and a large part of that is the um, um, uh, public sector unions. These are government workers. So that's where the stimulus is going to go. And, like, you heard um, Chris Christie come out, and Chris Christie got mad because he, he basically said that Obama was trying to lay the bad economy at the feet of the governors. And he was trying to say that it's the governor's fault that the economy is the way it is because governors are making the tough choices and they are breaking these public sector unions so that they can balance their budgets and they can have their states on on a good, equal ground and footing so that new businesses can come in. This is what we need to wake wake up and realize to see. 
the thing that built America was small business. The individual entrepreneur decided they, like Kevin said, wanted to create something, wanted to build something, wanted to have something new. That is the bedrock, the cornerstone of the American uh, of the American system, and this is how they're breaking that. Just like we said in everything, they progress step by step. They're going to pick the industries that they want to stimulate. Okay, so they're not going to stimulate every single industry. They're going to pick which industries they want to um, stimulate. That's where you get the cylindrus. That's where you get the light squared. That's where you get all of these failed green energy projects that this administration constantly wants to push with zero effect, zero um, impact on our actual energy policy, but yet they continue on the um, – to, um, to prop them up, and the reason is that they are losing their funding. They are losing mm-hmm. their ability to run their campaign, and what they're getting ready to do is to funnel a lot more money out to a lot more different companies and hoping that they can get that money back in the form of campaign contributions, not only this election cycle, but every election cycle afterwards when they can no longer count on the public employees' union. These are, these are all excellent points. Now, Pledge, let me ask you, have you ever used mm-hmm. an exterminator before? An exterminator? <laughs> you ever used an exterminator before? Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, imagine, imagine this. Imagine you've got a termite problem in the house that you're you're having to, you know, work day and night burning the candles at both ends to make the mortgage for. You've got a termite problem. And so you hire an exterminator. The exterminator comes to your home and sprays. But then after a day or two or a week or two, you look around and there are more termites, not less. And so you call the, terminator, the exterminator to come again and spray. And then the number of the termites have actually grown exponentially, and it's like a it's like a, a, a termite fiasco, like an invasion. Would you keep that exterminator employed? No. Would you can no way. You, know, you would fire him because it's actually increasing the problem instead of decreasing. That's what I see as far as the plans and the programs that liberals and progressives espouse. They say that, okay, we have a housing issue, so let's do public housing. But whenever public housing was introduced as part of the Great Society program, the need for public housing actually increased instead of decreased. They say wow. stimulus and throwing, throwing more money at the bureaucracy is that for unemployment. But when Barack Obama got his first stimulus, unemployment increased That's right. instead of decreased. It's so like that exterminator needs to be fired. President Barack Obama needs to be fired. Wow. Most definitely. And 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 that's the, but the, here's here's the point. Um, no matter how many politicians we fire, no matter how if if we don't stand up, start our government in our houses, mm-hmm. and then let it filter out from there, then we are in a place where we're not going to be able to come back from, because. We get the government we deserve, and for too long we've been silent. For too long we've let them run our lives. For too long we have been Julia. And it comes a point in time where we, as individuals, and then after the individual choice is made, us collectively are going to have to decide if we're going to stand by and watch our communities burn to the ground are we going to be the the saviors that we're looking for? Are we going to be the leadership that we're looking for? Are we going to be 
the end result of what every single um, black person that has shed blood before us um, built us to be. Are we gonna Are we gonna save ourselves? And that has to be the ultimate question. That 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 actually is the ultimate question too, Sonny. And, you, and you're right, and Marvin, you're definitely right because that that's my message to people, man. I, my message is: Why would you rather have someone else control your money, control your life, or your health care, control your lifestyle, control everything that matters to you for the well-being of your family? Why would you rather have an entity control that who knows n- nothing about you? You know what I mean? Who 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 really? Don't care about you. I mean, let's just keep it funky, man. You're just a number. You know, we got to be real about it. You're just a number. So, you know, I look at the stimulus package, like I look at the health care bill, like I look at every policy that President Obama has thrown at the people. And it's all about control. It's all about the government telling you what's good for you, what's right for you, when it's right for you, when we're going to give. It's always give, 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 give. He's always saying what we need to give the people. The only thing you need to give the people is to get the hell out of their way. That's what y'all need to do. Get the hell out of the way. Start helping some, maybe maybe start helping in a way of real legislation. Let, let's talk about some of these crony criminals up there. Let's talk about let, let, let's talk about the uh, uh, Jesus Christ. I, I can't even get my mind going right now. Let, let's talk about uh, Bernanke and all the stuff that they're doing up there. Let's talk about what you guys are doing to the money. Let's talk about our AAA credit rating. You know, let's talk about people not being able to get a job because you're crippling the society with all the asking that you're doing. You know, let's talk about the way you guys are spending money. Let's talk about the the, the let's talk about the Pentagon losing 120 trillion dollars. How do you lose 120 trillion dollars? Let's talk about this fake plan that you talk about this, that that you're saying, President Obama, that's going to take place in 2020. What about 2012? That's right. And you know who takes away our excuse? The immigrants. If you look around, you don't see a whole lot of immigrant populations. Talking about Occupy Wall Street and we ain't got no jobs. A lot of the immigrant, because we talked about this earlier in the conversation, the immigrant population is very reminiscent of the characteristics that made America great in the first place faith, family, and hard work. They understand that instead of waiting for the government to do for me, we got to get up and do the damn thing. Here's what a lot of folks don't. I'm sorry, go ahead, Kevin. Oh, no, I was going to say, you know, it's a lot of it is messaging, you know, um, and and where our message is being delivered. You know, we we know that 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 conservatives control the internet. You know, when it comes to Twitter, when it comes to um, you know things like that, we we control it. We control talk radio, but the message that that the, the population of people that needs to hear these messages don't even you know. Uh, read our blogs. They don't subscribe to, to different things. I think Sonny said it in her speech the other day. When the left uh, makes a hashtag, the left makes it trend the truth. I mean, the right mm-hmm. makes it trend truth, and that's what that's what that's what we do. We put it out there. But when you look at what the the the, um, the government does in in, in terms of uh, uh, of the way that they that they message, you know, when you look at a McDonald's commercial, you know, you you like, man, I look good. You know, I want I want a burger. Mm-hmm. But you don't look at the implications of it health-wise. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the looking at government policies and the things that that they're pushing is something similar. You know, they they make it look good, they make it sound good. But when you but when we talk about budgets, you know, and and what the government is proposing, I was talking to a lady who didn't even know the didn't even know about a budget. She didn't know what a budget was. She didn't know what a budget was. She didn't know what credit was. There comes a certain uh, a, a time where, and the time is now. 
you know, the time. Matter of fact, the time was yesterday. When, when we, you know, when you look at when you look at when you y'all somebody said something about leaders, you know, we we you know people tend to think that a leader has to be in this high place. They got to be exalted. They got to have all of this money. And they got to look at them, no matter what position you hold. You know, whether you're the president of the United States or you are, uh, I don't know, a, 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 a carpenter working for somebody, you are a roofer, you are a radio show host, no matter what you are, you're an activist, you're a leader if somebody's looking at you. If you got kids, if there's kids around, somebody's looking at you. P, I meant to share this with you. When we was bowling, my uh, my, my pastor, he, he, um, he pulled me to the side the next day, and he said, Kevin, he said, you know, I was tired, you know, I just buried my mother, you know, but... He said, you know, I was, he said, I was inspired. He said, there's this, he said, that kid, um, he said, I don't know his name, but his name is Q. We call him Q. Mm -hmm. And he said, he said, when he found out that I was the leader of the team, he sat right next to me. And he said, he was cheering me on. He was letting me know when it was my goal because I was distracted with many different things. You know, he was high-fiving me, good job, and all this other stuff. At that particular, at that particular moment, my pastor was a leader. Somebody, there was one person that was looking up to him. Out of all of those people in the bowling alley, mm-hmm. my pastor might have thought that he was just, you know, he was at that moment, he was just a regular dude bowling, but there was one person that was looking up to him in that moment. He was a leader. We're all leaders in a certain aspect, but we have to see the value in our position of where Amen. we are at our lot in life. You know, we get certain talents and all that other stuff, and we tend to throw that out the window. Well, I'm not important because I'm not doing whatever the case may be. My mother, I mean, my wife at this point, she's a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. You can't put a monetary value on that or, or, what, or what she's doing because, you know, I'm blessed to be in a position where I'm making money to bring it to the home. Yeah. And I told her, I said, listen, these are things that we're trying to do. I need you to help me with this. Yeah. So, listen, we're making the money right now. So she can stay home and do what she needs to do to help out at the home, help me with these businesses and all this other stuff that we're trying yeah. to create. You know, so she she has to see the value in what she does. Yeah. You know, everybody has to see the value in what they do in order to be leaders in, in, in any arena that they are in. There's people in the hood, there's uh, the, the street pharmacists. Those dudes, are, they might, what they're doing is illegal, but they're leaders because there's people that's looking up to them. You know, because you know, I remember back in the day when the Hurricane Hirachis and the Averex jackets and all that was and all that was popping. We were looking at them like, yo, we want that. Yeah. Now, we was going and going about the means getting it wrong. You know, when the three finger. I remember my cousins and them was out there on the streets, and and the little dudes like us, we was we was holding for them because the laws was different. I like walking around with three finger rings on their heron bone chains. Yeah. And all of that, I like that. You know what I mean? And um. They were leaders, you know what I'm saying? So there's always somebody looking at you, no matter what you do. So each individual person has to see the value of what they do, and then they have to, and then what they have to do is when they get information, they can't hold it to themselves, man. They got to share that with somebody else. There should be no reason why the people in our community or in the low-income areas or if they're poverty-stricken and there's people that made it out the hood or there's people that are successful that know how to write a budget, that know about credit, that know how to get out of debt, that know about, many different things, how to start a business, you know, or how to build wealth and accumulate assets and not passing that information on. That's B.I.G. That, that, you know, and, that, and that, to divvy off that, Kev, to add to that, man, it's like, you know, the most amazing part about being able to do this show, man, and going out and, and speak to people or going to different events and what may have you is that, you know, most of us, you, you, you get what you see. You know what I mean? We're not going to be anybody else for you. And and I know you guys aren't, and I'm not. You know, we're not going to be anybody else. We're, we're comfortable in our own skin, 
And and that's cool, man, because a lot of people look at that. You know, I, I, was, I, was, I was looking at people check me out at the way I greet people at a certain event. You know, I saw a guy looking at me in the corner of my eye because when I greet you, I'm like, yo, what up? You know, show you some love and give you a hug or something. You know, it don't matter. I'm going to treat you like I treat everybody. And that's my way of showing that I accept you. So it, it's amazing that we can do that because if you look at the communities that we come from, man, we have to be able to do that. Like, you, you know, a whole lot of stiff stiff suit Republicans can't walk in the black neighborhood and say, come here, let me tell you about, you know, what Obama is really doing. They're going to look at you like you're stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what are you talking about? Because first of all, your language ain't right. Your style ain't right. Your swag ain't there. You got to be able to get with people on their level and talk to them about what really matters in their life and make them understand in their household what's really going on. And we're effective in that way, and a lot of people can't do that. But also, I got to say, we got to do a better job at getting out there more somehow. We got to start bringing more people to the table that can help us spread this message more, that believe in this message, that believe in God. You know what I'm saying? Because what we're doing is a God's mission. It ain't it ain't just something to do. You know what I'm saying? We really believe in God. We really believe in Christ. And we're really putting that message out there to other folks. There's a number of people who do what we do who don't believe like we believe. And, hey, if that, that works for them, that's fine. That's up to you. But all I ask people to do, man, is bring the truth. You know, leave the rhetoric out. Leave all the all the all, all the opinion based. Uh, trying to make somebody believe what you believe just because you want them to, just because you want to be right. Leave all, throw all that out the window, man, and really come to people and explain to them what, how this matters in their lives, how this can shape your life, and how this can kill you. Because it, it, I believe these policies that the president is, is is issuing and is talking about, and that whole democratic agenda, this fifty years of of horrible politics, and put us in a whole lot of positions that we're in in the black and the poor communities i believe that this is a it, 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 i i think that this is a a a a a way to kill us man i i frankly i really believe that firmly you know if you dot all dot all the i's and cross all the t's man really if you blindly follow these politics it will kill you it will have you dependent on somebody that don't care a damn about you hey y'all i'm um i'm i'm about to jump off the horn man i'm gonna lay down for about 30 minutes man i gotta go in and and do the overnight well, we're, this, Tab, we're in the bonus point. hour, man. It, it, it's over. We're in the bonus hour. We went 11 minutes over. Some people are still listening. Some people aren't. Shout out to everybody who rock with us through the bonus hour. It's time to close the show, but I'll let you guys do your closing remarks if you have any and uh, let people know where they can find you. You know, let them know your Twitter addresses and, you know, give them all the info on you, please. Start with you, Marvin. All right. Yes, yes. I can be found on www.marvindrogers.com. Uh, my Twitter is twitter.com forward slash Marvin D. Rogers. And, and I just want to encourage everyone this election year to just engage, just to listen, and let's vote intellectually and not emotionally, because I think that's what has hurt so many people um, during so many election cycles. We just get caught up with all the, the rhetoric and and just get persuaded by all the smooth talk and the silver tongue talk. Let's just make a an informed, educated, intellectual vote, and then if we do that, our, our dear Lord Jesus will handle the rest. So thank you very much, Pudgy, for allowing me to be on the show with you. I enjoyed it very much. No doubt, Marvin. Thanks, brother. Thanks for coming through. Sonny, what's up? What's up? Okay, let's see. Shout out, P. Kev, most definitely. My brother who calls me when I have something big going on and he prays with me. That's what's up. Nothing is bigger than that. And and um, the other day I was getting ready to get this really big speech. Kev calls me before the speech. 
just to pray with me, and I felt peace. Yeah. And 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 people who don't who say that God isn't real or want to question faith is because you've never felt it. And I encourage people to take a minute, give it a chance, and 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 see if you find peace. Because I found peace. So big shout out to my brother for doing that for, and, and looking out and and loving me the way y'all do. I, I couldn't ask for anything more. I'm a lucky girl. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> shout out to all you guys, man, for coming through, man. And and you know, I'm 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 more of a fan than a friend or or compadre. You know, I like to listen to what you guys say, and, uh, you know, Sonny, you know, I tell you all the time, and every time you do a speech or something somewhere, I got it on the jack. I'm listening to it. I'm letting other people listen to it. I'm like, yo, check my sister out. Yo, check this out. Check this out. So I, I'm, I'm as big as a fan as I am, you know, a brother to you, man. So shout out to you. Marvin, I'm keeping up with you, brother. I love what you did in Runaway Slave. I, I, I got a chance to see that part. That was a beautiful part. I didn't see all of it, but I, I like what you brought to the table, man, and, and that was definitely a different perspective. So, you know, I'm a fan, too. I'll be keeping up with you, man, and I, and I always call on you guys to come back. Anytime you're feeling a certain way about a topic and you need to reach to the people, you got a platform here. you got a home here. So, Appreciate um, that. I just wanted to say real quickly that um, I'm a fan of yours, and your, your energy, my brother, is invigorating. It's invigorating. So I thank the Lord for you, man, and, and I'm so glad that our, our paths were allowed to cross. No doubt about that, and that, and that is no mistake. Um, God is good, folks. Y'all know my motto, man. God is love. Love is God. I appreciate everybody for rocking on the show. Look out for my peoples. Check us out next Sunday, same time, same place. My man Ella Thomas is going to come back and co-host the show with me. You guys know the number, 619-638-8559. You can listen to the show that way. Also, KIRPRadioShow.com. We're also on iTunes. Let's get that number up to 4 million and beyond, man. Shout out to Conservative Diva, who did a lot of tweeting to the Politichicks. Anne-Marie, we forgot Gina. Shout out to Gina over there. Also, shout out to Zazlow. Shout out to my man Kevin. Our families, your family. Sonny, your family. Marvin, your family. And everybody out there, my KIRP family, I appreciate you guys for rocking with us next Sunday, same time, same place. But we'll be doing it at 8 p.m. Don't forget, hit us back. KIRP Radio Show, the number one black conservative show, Southeastern United States. That's how we do it. KIRP Radio! Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real Only gon' recognize, still, still reckon I will Like we always do with this time I go for mine, I get to shine And throw your hands